I'm Megan. And I'm Sean. And this is Houseways History with Megan and Sean. The podcast where we remind you why we all became obsessed with housewives in the first place by focusing on the good times and leaving you guys to argue about the bad ones. This once a week gab fest is sure to provide the escapism that we feel the franchises are lacking right now. Join us on Memory Lane as we take you back through housewives history. Okay, what is going on? What is going on? Welcome and welcome back to the pod. This is Housewives History with Megan and Sean. I am Sean. I'm Megan. (laughs) If you didn't know by now. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully you guys know who we are by now. I I don't think our voices sound anything alike. (laughs) No, and I don't think they've changed, so I think we're good. (laughs) That part. How are you doing, love? How are you feeling? I'm okay. I had a little rough day, but, um, just work. But other than that, I'm okay. Um, what do I need to fight? What's tea? My whole company. That I- <laughs> um, my well, listen. Apartment. <laughs> I'm just in a very, I'm in a tough spot because of the time of year it is, but I hit my one year at this job after leaving a job I was with for four years that I actually liked. Congratulations. Uh, it's okay. I think. Um, <laughs> now, I mean, if you would have said this like a year ago, I'd be like, "Thank you so much." But now I'm like, Ugh. um. So I'm just at a point where like it's the end of the year and Christmas is coming, and I'm supposed to get a bonus at the end of the year. So I'm just trying to hold on, and I'm literally holding on by the smallest thread in the entire universe. <laughs> um. So just, just. Every day is a new day, so. <laughs> uh, I, God bless you. Yeah, I, I don't know how I'm sane, but I guess I don't have a choice me, so. <laughs> I completely understand that narrative. I don't yeah. always agree with it, but I understand it. <laughs> yeah. So. Terrible. I'll get through it, I guess. Uh. I just need to hit the lottery. Just let me hit the lottery and let me hit like 20. Like, I'd set up for like a million and then I can like start up a business and quit this job and be like, deuces, not come back. Listen, if I hit the lottery, listen, I, I. Well, since I'm breaking a lot of exclusives on this episode today, let's just start with one uh well since i've decided to start this podcast network that's the first exclusive i'm dropping today because i haven't told anybody about this yes. <laughs> love it i have only told you Special. my sister and my son about this yes so <laughs> i so i i i you know there's a lot going on with that i'm just I am spread a little thin, but I am, but it's full of excitement. I'm very excited and I'm very happy about the things that I'm doing, but. Uh, I'm so excited for you. I'm so happy and you are so deserving of this. And I don't think this could happen for, to a better person. I'm so proud of you. Well, thank you. I'm just, you know, following Kim Kardashian's lead and just getting up off my ass and fucking working or or however she says it. I get it wrong every single time. I, 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 
I, I, I try to say it. Get your ass up and fucking butt. Like, I just have no clue what she said, but I think it's funny every time I hear it. It's so funny. I haven't watched the Kardashians in a very long time. I haven't watched in the past couple weeks, but that's just oh, because I, I have a lot of other things going on. Maybe it's <laughs> But you haven't watched in the past few years. <laughs> it's been a very long time. I mean, obviously the Kardashians are always trending, so it's not like I'm really missing much. I feel like if there's something huge going on, I feel like I would find out very quickly. So but you haven't watched the show since Kylie had her original thing. Yes. Yep. Yep. That is Got true. it. God bless. <laughs> pre tiger That's how long it's been. pre tiger Wow. Yeah, I know. I'm telling you. It's been a long time. Wow. It's wow. Like, I stopped watching before Lamar and Chloe divorced. Yeah. Did you ever watch the show at all? Let's just be like, let's just, let's just call it what it is. You never watched The Kardashians. when it was positive. I like Lamar and Chloe together. I understand why they're not together anymore. I feel like down, down, maybe they're meant to be in their soulmates and that they'll find each other back and she'll get away from Tristan, whatever his name is, Tristan, and yeah, we don't like him. Anyway, this is not a Kardashian podcast, but this is not a Kardashian <laughs> podcast. And I just felt like you just kept rolling back further and I further did. in time. It I was did. like you're probably like, oh my god. So you never watched the show? <laughs> <laughs> I watched like two seasons. <laughs> You're like the last episode I saw. Kim was shooting Playboy. Like, it's, oh, okay. She just, she just, um, she just recorded her sex tape. No, <laughs> <laughs> We're going way back here. <laughs> oh, welcome to Housewives History with Megan. Yeah, and not Kardashian history. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast where we talk about everything but housewives. <laughs> yep, yep. Just as you think we're on track, we're not. We're not. We're and not. we refuse to be. Yeah. And it's all on pur- Everything that you hear is yeah. on purpose. Absolutely. Now, well, it's on purpose and it's also alleged. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of alleged, yeah. um... So let's jump into a little bit of HDU news because I just have a couple stories that I don't have a lot to say about, but I just want to jump okay. in because they're the three biggest stories of the week. Like I try to get one to three, just depending on how juicy it is, right? I love it and I'm in love. Let's let's hear it. Two of these are juicy. One of these is just funny. Okay. <laughs> I love funny. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is you heard about Jen Shaw showing her ass in public. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanna, I just wanna, if I can be so kind. Yes. Hold on. Elaborate. I just wanna see if I can do this. Hold on. Elaborate. A second. All right. Yes. Can Let's y'all hear it. that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh. Mm. Oh my word. Oh my god. 
Mm. Oh my god, Jenshaw. I have questions. Who is she screaming at? Who is this? That's what I was trying to figure out who the hell that is. I could not figure is it like one of her minions? Like I don't know who it is. If so, you know who shot- is- <laughs> this is you. So a, so a couple things. Yeah. One, shout out to TMC for that footage. Yes. We give credit when credit is absolutely two um Jennifer Shaw <sighs> why aren't you with your kids your... well that <laughs> very specifically that why are you not at home with these children when two why is your ass out here screaming bloody murder on a street corner I let me with say people something. who you apparently have fucked up. Please, let you me, have questions. Go for let it. Let me say something because this is something I just don't understand. I do not understand why is this woman worrying about everything else but spending her final days with her children and her husband. Okay, I don't. Maybe not the husband. Whatever, but the children or your mom <laughs> that you stole a million dollars from, which you probably don't. She, I don't even know if she's talking to her, so she's probably not. I still want to know if she I took would. that fucking money. I still want to know if she took that motherfucking money. And if you Jennifer Shaw took that motherfucking money for her defense, I it's swear. Like, you're trying to say irrelevant. You're, you're like, I don't, I just don't understand. Like, what is she doing? I don't even think she knows. Oh, I just, I just. <sighs> I don't understand what's happening with Jennifer Shaw. It's like, girl, like, you have every, well, had, have, whatever. You had everything going for you. Like, you could have easily been the breakout star of Salt Lake City. You could have let this first season fix your marriage with Coach Shaw. You could have used this opportunity to realign with your motherfucking husband. You could have yep. quit doing this illegal criminal scam ass shit that your mm-hmm. ass was doing years ago when the first people you was involved with this shit with got arrested. You could have been cut this shit off and they probably would have let your ass go. They probably would have. Had you shut the shit down, I was like, oh shit, hold on. The shit got hot. Let me get my ass about this kitchen. Okay? Yep. But however, the past is the past, and we can't talk about all that. What is happening right now is your ass is out here on a motherfucking street corner hollering at people who you clearly have fucked up. And Jennifer Shaw, as much as you like to throw glasses and curse, I don't think you can really fight. And and from the looks of the people you was hollering at on that street corner, Mm. they look like they was going to whoop your ass. I, I got that vibe. And I have questions also. Why was the audio so clear? Right, but... It sounded like they were mic'd. Yeah. Do you think it was like a setup? I don't know. Like, I didn't even think about it because literally this is my first time listening to this live with you guys on air. This 
this. This is my first time hearing this. Like when I choose shit for for the show, I try to react to it like on the air, just I had to because I think the genuine like, reactions are great. Her screeching was giving me a headache. I had to stop for like a minute. <laughs> yeah, I I I was like, yo, that's a lot, right? But I just I don't I don't understand anything of what's going. Jennifer, Sh- go sit your ass down somewhere. Yeah, go, go sit your motherfucking ass down somewhere. Go home. Go home with your kids. Go home with your children. Okay? I just feel like her priorities are not her family. And it, like, bugs me. It bugs the she's shit out of She's doing interviews. She's doing interviews on podcasts. She's going out, like, every freaking night. She's making TikToks. Like, you are doing everything but what you should be doing. Like, I'm not trying to say what you should be doing, but you should know. Like, you are going to have a normal life with your children for a very long time. That should be your number, not missing anything because you're going to miss everything going forward. Like, you need to take this time and and be there for your kids because once you leave, your husband has to pick up that. The pieces, them crying when you're, when you're getting like sentenced. Like, they need their mom right now and like you're nowhere to be found for them. And it's pissing me off. Like, oh. I'm right there with you. She need like, listen. You may not be trying to tell her ass what she should be doing, but I am, okay? Because I'm a black mother, okay? And black mothers tell any and everybody what the fuck they should be doing, okay? That's just what we do. Take your motherfucking ass with your kids, with your children, okay? Take your ass, take your ass round your house and lock your door. Leave your phone in the car. Yeah, and don't record. I ain't gonna any- tell you what to do. I'm gonna tell you specifically what the fuck to do. Take your ass home, leave your phone in the car, shut it off, go in the house, lock your motherfucking door, yeah, go in your that- children's room, and do whatever it is they wanna do. Yeah, read them a story. I mean, they're not, they're kind of young, but <laughs> older, but I'm like. Cheering about, girl. Like, Bitch, I'm my ass grown as fuck. I know, like, read them a the story. Get their ass on Uber Eats. Let them watch get TikTok whatever the fuck they want to eat. Make a TikTok with them. Sit the fuck down there. Watch whatever it is what, that they want to watch. Them vent, let them vent to let you. Them let be, them vent to you Let them cuss scared. you the fuck out. Yes. Yeah, let them. Let them cuss you out. Because if you were my mom, I don't think I'd ever talk to you again. Ever. Ever. If I was Especially- Omar, I would never, never fuck with this woman again. I don't think I would talk if it was my daughter because of what I'm just I'm praying on everything that this woman had the the heart to not take her mom's money. I hope Coach Shaw didn't let her take that motherfucking money. And and I I know the word let is triggering to women. I get that. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that as somebody's spouse and partner in a marriage there are certain times as a married person listen I, I, I've been married a long time and I've been with my husband over 10 years okay yeah. listen there are just certain times when you step up and tell your your partner no we are not doing this like yeah. but that I feel like that is something that. that is something that I feel like would be okay to like not you know what I mean? Like, I think I feel like he should tell her that. And I don't feel like... Yes, anybody, he should you know be like, girl, hell no, you ain't taking that goddamn money from your mother. Listen, first of all, he should have stopped her right there. And that should have been the moment when he should have thought to ask her, are you guilty? You, yeah. 
because there's some real decisions that need to be made because listen from the way that it looked upon them cameras down down to that bravo it looked like it was blind support it looked like he blindly supported her which yeah. on camera i respect him for doing because i respect listen that's how black folks roll black folks yeah. is like we're gonna support your ass guilty innocent or indifferent in public and then behind mm-hmm. the scenes i'm gonna wake your ass the motherfuck out not like erica not like erica <laughs> not like erica complete opposite. black people we do it complete opposite black people do it different we're gonna erica, support your ass right wrong erica and indifferent was worried erica was worried about herself as she said herself she said, i'm not worried about anybody else but me and she meant it and, and she meant it, it. She meant it. She meant it. If, if it's one thing I can say about Erica Jane Girardi, is that bitch is consistent. Mm-hmm. Annoying. She is consistent. <laughs> Speaking of, I always go there. I gotta, I gotta do that. I, I don't. <laughs> All right. What is the okay. next business that we are going to get Let's down? Move on. Let's just jump over to New York real quick because I feel and like we I can knock see... this out faster than. Yeah, shout out to Lizzie McGuire for that too. All right. I forgot you were calling that. I refuse to call her anything else. I forgot, like, now that you said it, I'm like, why, wait, what? Oh, and then I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I refuse to call her anything but Lizzie McGuire for that too, so because I'm still I bitter that Disney today. fucked me so, over with that reboot. I'm going to go ahead and let you tell them what happened with Liz McGuire, but I saw something today and I don't know if you saw it. So why is okay. Liz, why is Lizzie McGuire trending right now? <laughs> Listen, because I think that the people think the same thing I do when it comes to Lizzie Savetsky. They probably thought that Liz McGuire was a real person. I don't know. I really don't know because I'm not on Twitter. They put me off of there. So I don't know what's trending. And you know, I don't do social media. Unless yeah. I'm promoting one of my now several mini podcasts, but we'll talk about that later. Um, I just, I, I don't know what's going on down to the social medias. Like, I don't know. Why is Lizzie McGuire trending? So Lizzie McGuire quit halfway through. No, I don't think it's halfway. She quit New York, the new New York um, mm-hmm. for um, filming Wrapped. She was sad. I think she would start trending for this. I did not. She, I thought they would just let her go on by her damn kids. She was getting death threats, she said. So I want me to read you her quote. I'll read you her this quote. Whole, please do, because this whole thing has me confused as hell, and I don't know what is going on, because from what I understand, she is... She is... Uh, condemning anti-Semitism, yet the shit that she's been doing was like way over the line. Lo- like, read me the quote because I don't know what the hell going on. Read me right. the quote, girl. All right, hold on. Let me let me find it because the one I was just about to pull up literally like it's like two sentences, and I know she said more than that. Um, the fact that she's trending bugs my mind. I'm gonna find her actual page. Okay. Let me find her page so I can just read exactly what she said. Okay, here it is. All right. This is what her, this came from her, her Instagram. This is word for word, her publicist, whatever. This is what was said. (laughs) I would not. (laughs) Horrible. I'm on a roll today. All right. I will not. That was slick. I like that. 
I will not be continuing on the Real Housewives of NYC. As a proud Orthodox Jewish woman, I thought participating in this series would be a great chance to represent people like me and share my experience. Unfortunately, from the time of my announcement in the cast, I was on the receiving end of a torrent of anti-Semitic attacks. As this continued, I realized that this path was no longer right for me and my family. I'm looking forward to my next chapter. Stay tuned and thank you for your support. All my love. Um, yeah. So this was, well, yesterday, she said. I read that she got fired for the exact same reason that she, I don't know how true that is, though. I think I just saw it on someone's page or whatever. Um, but you had to have done something if it's true, you had to have been doing, you had to have done something pretty horrible to get fired before filming wrapped. You right, because I'm confused when it comes to her statement. Um, yeah. Shout out to her publicist. But I just, <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I just, I, I'll be honest with that. Um, I'm just trying to figure out, uh, what the fuck does anything happening on social media have to do with you filming this show? Because from what it seemed like, she quit the show because of social media, not because of anything that happened on the show, not because of anything in the cast. So you just pussy, like, no shit. Not even like that. Let, hold, hold on, hold on. Let me calm down. <laughs> I don't know what type of... Because I was that, that seemed real dismissive. Hold on, let me roll that back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying it to just, find a page that says she was fired. Listen, the that, reason why I'm trying to... The reason why I am hesitating to be sympathetic is because, listen... When have you ever seen a housewife attack by a rabid fan in the streets? Nobody. Like, no one. Have you ever seen a housewife die by death threats? No. Okay, so I'm not saying that it could never happen. That's not at all what I'm saying. Let me be very clear about that statement because I understand that we are not, you know, we're on a public platform and we're not sitting on on the phone bitching in the DMs like we usually do. Um, And according to our numbers, people are actually listening to this podcast. Hey, y'all. I, 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 I just, I don't understand, like, First of all, and I hate to be, once again, lacking sympathy when I say this, but um, for lack of better terminology and to emphasize the severity of what's happening right now, anti-Semitism is trending right now. Yeah. So. I just don't know what to believe. Like, I don't know if she truly was, she quit or if she, I saw she was fired. But like I said, if she was fired, she had to have done something pretty bad, I feel like, for them to do that. Yeah. Let me read the article from page six, right? Okay. I'm going to try to find the one that says she was fired. Okay. Shout out to page six. It (laughs) says, she's out quicker than a New York minute. 
Lizzie Savetsky has quit, and I'm putting that in air quotes, not them. The Real Housewives of New York City reboot before the new season has even wrapped. Page six can exclusively confirm. Multiple sources tell us the social media influencer who is Jewish received a wave of anti-Semitic comments when she was announced as a cast member. As soon as she was announced, she was getting insane death threats. Well, no, death was not used. She was getting insane threats and anti-Semitism on social media, a source familiar with the show tells us. Who was the source? Another insider adds that Savetsky, 36, was, and they put this word in quotation marks, scared. Mm. A third source confirms. How many sources y'all got? I know. She experienced hate from fans for being pro-Israel. Now listen, I'm not really religious like that. If I subscribe to any religion, it would be Buddhism. So I don't really know what the fuck y'all y'all got going on around here with these religions, Jewish and well, Christians. I don't know what y'all got going no, on with that, so I don't know what this me, So let me tell you, I don't know if this is true, so don't quote me on this because I only know because this is something I'm actually like, it's kind of like sickening what, why, if this is true. So mm-hmm. I don't, if you didn't hear then, there is a girl who visited Iraq, if I'm right. I don't know if it, this is why I'm wondering if this is what it, they're talking about. She All of this is alleged that we're talking about. This right, is based so we don't off know. Don't of what we me. hear and see on social media. Period. She, so the the girl wasn't wearing the habab correctly and was beat to death by Islamic police. And this happened, I think, three more times because the women are protesting this because they don't want to wear it anymore or they want to wear it how they want to or they want to wear it sometimes or whatever or they just don't want to do it at all right that's the only thing i could think of like this was pretty like they're protesting like it's it's gotten pretty bad so i don't know if that has anything to do with it um if maybe people are upset because if she is okay you know if she's okay with that which i don't think she would but that's the only thing that's coming to mind with me. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I don't quote me because I don't know if I'm right. I'm just speaking, so don't. <laughs> well, don't we'll quote look me. into that, and we'll 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 look into that, and we'll update on the next episode. But yeah. further in the article, it says that a Bravo spokesperson. Oh, now y'all got official people from Bravo speaking. Okay, <laughs> a Bravo spokesperson further confirmed. The news to page six said, after thoughtful consideration and discussion with Lizzie McGuire, we have reached the mutual conclusion that Lizzie McGuire will not be a cast member on Roni. And the fact that they specifically shortened it to Roni and put that in quotation marks, that just stood out to me. That's so that put a pin in that. After yeah. thoughtful consideration and discussion with Lizzie, we have reached the mutual conclusion that Lizzie McGuire will not be a cast member one Roni. Put a pin in that statement for me. Yeah. Following the speculation, huh? I cannot find who posted this. Fair. <laughs> Following the speculation, Savetsky also confirmed the news on social media with an Instagram post that you just read. 
Mm-hmm. The rising reality star states on her Instagram post bio that she is a proud Jew and Zionist. Again, I don't know what that means. Because, you know, when I hear Zion, I think the Matrix. Because I'm a proud Matrixist. So. Oh my God. You're anyway. So I, but listen, I, we ain't got to talk about that. And has been vocal about her religious and political views on social media in early October. In early, I almost said October. Get me Ooh. on social media. Work. Okay. Mm-hmm. In in early October, Savetsky made a video slamming Kanye West racist remarks and noted in a caption, I continue to receive shockingly unhateful, even threatening comments in okay. support of his anti-Semitic message. My children's great-grandmother didn't survive Auschwitz, so we could sit idly by as people threaten our existence as a people we have to speak up i take these threats very seriously and you should too savetsky was also heavily criticized on social media for editing a vogue cover of bella hadid who has expressed pro-palestinian views to mock the model Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) all right yeah well yeah and in looking at the Vogue cover, she she edited it to say uh, things like Gigi Hadid exploit, exploits Ukrainians in crisis to promote anti-Israel agenda, which Vogue then echoes. Uh, Teen Vogue gives Sally Rooney platform to promote anti-Semitic BDS movement. Uh, one of the Hadids I can't see because the, the on top of it is scratched out. Graces, oh, Bella. Bella Hadid graces this month's Vogue cover wearing a design by John I Love Hitler Galliano. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. So, one critic of Savetsky's post wrote, this is this, this is disgusting to post. It is targeted bullying, dangerous rhetoric. No one can disagree. And and dangerous rhetoric. No one can disagree with Lizzie's Zionist views. Um, and the rest of this article is just talking about the show. Okay. Well, we will never know. So, if that is a lot. That is a lot. If it's true, shame on everyone who's attacking her family and herself. And it's never okay to bully anybody. And I'm hoping it's. But you know what? If you can attack fourteen year old boy, nothing surprises me. That part, I'm confused about why she would have been fired. Yes, now, I don't mind. know why she would be. Like I said, I feel like you would have to have done something pretty bad to get fired before filming wrapped. I don't. I I think I just don't see anything like her doing anything. So. <sighs> well, anyway. Since we talking about Real Housewives of Atlanta this episode, I figured I would end off the HCU news with the news that Kim Zosiak is selling her used ass wigs off for thousands. <laughs> and I listen. Did we say how much I, we were going for? Where can we find this? Yes, she has listen. Think it's on eBay. Here's the issue. 
I don't know where they're selling it, but it's a real on Instagram now that I'm watching now that says she has wigs up and listed for two thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. Out for her, you. The only wig I want is from season one. I want to take it and frame it. I don't. I don't. Do you love Kim and her wigs? <laughs> what is wrong? I'll, I'll be pop. You done spent too much time with me, and, and now you just as bad shit crazy as I am. Um, I've said it once, and I've said it before. Kim has gotten great wigs now, right? She, she's gotten better. She's gotten better wigs now. Okay, fine. I'll be honest. She's gotten better wigs now, right? They're not LaDom wigs. They ain't go naked. No. But she got good wigs. Yeah. But however, I would not... Who wants to buy a bitch that you don't know used wigs? And then on top of that... Donate your wigs! There's cancer people as much hair as you put in your motherfucking wig, bitch, a couple people could get a wig out of there. That yeah. I know. Stop, woman. Like, um, girl, like, what is going on? And, and like, it's just, it's just like, I, I, they're they're so expensive, right? And mind you, I'm sure they they are beautiful, high quality human hair. I'm sure that a lot of Vietnamese people and Taiwanese people have have shaved their head for you. But all right, let's be I, real. Let's be real. She would not be selling her wigs if she didn't just get the sheriff knocking on her door. <laughs> like is Kim Voltiac squatting? <laughs> ah. Is she squatting in her shit with them eight kids? Can we talk about this um, brands by Bravo post that was sent to, or they posted the one I sent you? What's going on with brands by Bravo, Chad? What they talk about? So, Sheree posted oh, a Twitter, posted a Twitter saying, looking oh, for interns and qualified. Oh, God. Please send yeah. resumes to fashionforward2019 at gmail.com. Atlanta area if You send that bitch a resume, you nutty as square shit. You, so, you you looking for camera time and you messy as fuck. I, I, I don't. I, I don't. A person I, I, I don't. named Mike Gumbel Sladen replied to Did you to send her your resume, Megan? <laughs> did not. So Mike Gumbel Sladen. On Twitter. That's a hell of a name. Shout out to you, Mike Gumble Slayton. (laughs) Clock your references, Um, children, if you don't know where that comes from. Their Twitter picture is Joanna Krupa. (laughs) So, um, please consider my friend at Kim Zolziak. She's going through a tough time (laughs) losing her house. She's okay with Excel and needs 15 smoke breaks and shift. Thanks in advance, Dre. She needs it. That's a goddamn fucking mess. Oh my god. That's a goddamn fucking mess. That was funny as hell. I just, I just, I, I, I. I I could not be Sharice. Oh my god. Can you imagine? 
that just made me think of another would you rather for the end end of the episode let's move on to this episode let's get to talking about these girls speaking of Sheree and her shenanigans girl okay. I just ugh. all right um so this week's episode is you'll be very proud of me I wrote the year down this time <laughs> work 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 professional Real Housewives of Atlanta, season three, episode seven, aired 11-14-2010, and the name of the episode is She Can Dance, question mark. Right. Cheree tries to prove her dancing ability in a regional dance-themed charity event. Phaedra prepares to give birth, and tension mounts between Candy and Kim over a new song. Did yeah, try? If you don't remember what the song is, it's called This Ring Didn't Mean a Thing. Or The Ring, the ring didn't, didn't Mean a Thing. Oh, oh. That was mm. my Kim Zosiak impression. I love it. Do you have a cigarette in your hand? Yes, I do, actually. Wine in the other one? <laughs> 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 I'm All doing right. what I can. You know, we're okay. method acting. So. We are starting hot. So the episode starts off with Sheree showing off her new car, her Aston Martin. Sheree tells her daughter, Tiara, that she's doing an event for charity, Dancing Stars of Atlanta. So let's talk about this car. It was a rental. I don't want to believe anything else. We've never seen that car any other time. We've never seen that car again. I don't think, like, I was tempted to to say, just give me a couple hours and let me just skim through the rest of this season and see if we ever see this this fucking car again. Because she just... (laughs) That'll be my homework for the next episode is did her ass actually keep this car? Because I just... Huh? I don't think she did. And I guarantee she probably didn't even pay for it. She bounced a check. I don't know. Probably because didn't next season she end up staying in a fucking apartment? With an answer, you living in an apartment which with your children sleeping on the air mattress and you driving an apartment. Oh. Yeah, you're but driving that, I have while your kid is huh. sleeping on an air mattress on the floor. And a twin. Meanwhile, like, Kyro's a big boy. He's tall. He needs a big bed. Yes. He has been a grown ass man since he was five years old, child. That that child been big as hell. Shout out to Kylo with his big grown fine ass. Anyway, I have because I'm about to read your mama, so I had to give you a compliment. Hey, baby. Um, listen, I have thoughts about this scene. Okay, Sheree. (laughs) Sheree has been a representative of living outside of her means for the entire time. She has been on this show. Season one okay. episode. <laughs> From season one, episode one. She literally like said seconds. in this five seconds into and the episode. It's given broke. But she literally says in this scene, could I downsize? Yes. Do I want to? No. End quote. That is a direct quote. 
from Sheree in this scene. The fact that she's even mentioning downsizing in, in, in the same conversation as her buying an Aston Martin means that she knows that she needs to downsize. Yeah, so One. she, she needs, if she wants, ever wanted Sheree, she bought Sheree to make it off the ground. She needed to, that's where it went wrong. Her priorities, they're gone. And you can tell that Sheree is living outside of her means by the way that her daughter, Tierra, reacted to her buying this car. Yeah. The way Tierra reacted, she was like, how the fuck can you afford it? Like, she was looking like, girl, you bought, you bought this? Who it's called Mama. this? Mama. You can't even pay my tuition. How you buying this car? Like, that's what it looked like Tierra was looking like. She looked like, bitch, you can't pay, you, you just bounced a tuition check at Georgia State. How the fuck you is buying this car? Like, she looked like, oh, you live in large. Oh. Oh, you got it. Oh, okay. I see. Okay. All right, mama. Now, mind you, Sheree closes this scene by saying uh, about this charity event, about dancing to the stage. Now, are we supposed to believe that this is Sheree's event that she is coordinating? Like, it's her name on the but event? That is how she's making it seem like. Like, she put it together. Was I the only one that was like, this ain't your shit. Like, this ain't she your shit. She is a lot. She, and then Tier even says to her, mom, you can't dance. Right, like you can't, like why are you doing this? Like was Dancing with the Stars really that hot at the time that she was like, uh, uh, okay girl, let me just make this show hot real quick. Let me make this scene. Cause she closes the scene by being like, I'm all about giving back. Giving back all what? about giving back. Pay your people giving back. back what you all about giving back but you ain't about paying your bill Sheree 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 Whitfield girl that's all I have for that scene I was like girl I don't know what the fuck Sheree got going on but Sheree is living Sheree is giving hood rich Sheree is giving broke Sheree is giving living beyond my means. Sheree is giving check to check. Sheree is giving Robin Peter to pay Paul. Why did Sheree put gloves on to drive this car? What the fuck was that? I didn't understand that either. I was like, why you got gloves? And I'm glad (laughs) Tierra called her ass because I was like, why you got gloves? And then she was like, you know your mama's a little extra. And I and I literally wrote little. You bought an Aston Martin. You lease an Aston Martin. <laughs> you live in an you borrowed. You, you borrowed. Hey, <laughs> right. you rented an Aston Martin, <laughs> and you live in an apartment. Ah, uh, Sheree, what is going on with you? You are just—you think you're somebody, and you're nobody. At least Kim got a whole townhouse. <laughs> I mean, but she the right pay. ass is living in a pod. I mean, listen, Marlo didn't pay for her shit either, but it's hers. So I want to talk about this next scene. Yeah. Um, Kim. So let me tell you, Kim brings Ariana Brielle Sweetie and her parents over to see her new updates on her office and in Ariana's room. My first note about this <laughs> scene is just the word wig in capital letters. <laughs> <laughs> just wig wig that wig coming through the door that wig that hair piece that Kimberly Zosiak 
that Kimberly and the, her name, her middle name has to be Ann, right? Kimberly Ann Zofia. It out. has to be. Google that. Cause, and like, she just looks like a bitch named Kim, like Kimberly Lynn. Like, she looks like a bitch who, who, who thought that she was going to be the next, like, Anna Nicole Smith. That's what Kim gives me. She thought she was going to be Anna Nicole Smith. Big Papa was going to be her J. Howard Marshall. And she was going to flounce her big titty floaters round to this TV and spend and, and, and this man money on bullshit. But, however... Marie. Did it? Kimberly Marie's old... Yeah, whatever. Anyway. Did it? Was I the only one that heard her say her office in Ariana's room? Yeah. No. I mean, I didn't hear that, but I... I I wouldn't doubt it. But, like, isn't it where, like, her office is? Is like, it's, like, on a little, like, loft thing. Can we talk I, about Kim's well, Why the hell does Kim have a fucking office? Can we talk about this office? Because she has pics all over of herself. That's gross. I don't like Naked. that shit. That shit is weird. Yes. That is creepy. That is just... Ugh, I don't that like is, that. And then all these pictures have, are tacky. Is, it is so early. I would fuck, that is, I would fuck myself if I could. Vibes. It gives that. Like, it gives, like, she just gives herself the... We ain't gonna get that deep on this show. Anyway, so, it just... Kim asks, yeah. So Kim asks Ariana, because Ariana's at her desk. She asks Ariana what does she like most about her office? Like, why the fuck are you asking your daughter what she likes about your office? Yeah, mom, I like the naked pictures of you on your wall. Yes. Why do you have a fucking office? And why do you have... Why is your entire office trimmed in gold? What are you doing? Why does she have real gold, but she can't afford her own townhouse? Do you think Big Papa paid for this townhouse? Like, re... re the office. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um, I have to talk about this next little thing right here, Nini. <laughs> so it cuts to Nini in a confessional, right? <laughs> I literally wrote this out word for word. This is exactly what Nini said because I paused it and kept going. Him. So brilliant. Kim has this crazy spending habit. She loves to shop and spend money. She had a yard sale so she can get rid of the things that was clutter, I guess, in her life. But she continues to go out and shop for more clutter. (laughs) Me and you are in sync tonight because my next note was... My next note... Was Nene was right about her spending habits. <laughs> that was my. I, I, I feel like Nene was right. If you don't remember, right. like, the episode before this was when Kim had that yard sale. Yes, I was like, "You're see, this is a this is how you know a bunch of bitches are are living beyond their means. You got men buying you cars uh. and stuff, and buying you houses." But you spending let you are allegedly spending sixty grand, as she says oh at the God. end of this scene, to do two rooms in your townhouse. No, she spent just sixty on Ariana's room. That bitch is crazy. If I was real, I'd be mad too. So Ariana, so Kim showed Ariana her room. I'm sorry, this room was 2010, right? This room looks yeah. like I 
in when I was five. I said this room looked like this child aged like two years. She said yeah. this room looked like she's still like a, a little girl, mind you. Ariana was still a little girl once, and she acted like it. And she and they showed the room before, and they showed the room after. I was like, how old did the child get? Yeah, like I, it's a bit loud for my liking. It is, of it is a lot loud for my liking. Um, yeah, and then I said that she spent six. Yeah, she spent sixty thousand dollars on that room. I had a note that said Kim blatantly contradicted herself when she said she spent all this money and time making Ariana's room perfect when she just finished saying two seconds before that that she had the decorators come in and set it all up so she can open the door and there you have it. She's, I mean... I was like, bitch, what time did you spend and whose money did you spend when it was BP, Big Papa. Shout out to him. We not gonna say his name no more because we got into his business on Instagram and we clearly see that his daughter ain't with the shit. And I don't want his daughter coming after me because I would hate to have to cuss somebody child out. But I, I will. want her to I want to I want her to talk shit about him. I will I will talk shit with her about him. We don't like I would him. love to have her come on the podcast. We don't like him. We don't like her. We do not. We don't like him. I just don't want you trying to cuss me out for bringing this shit up because I will lay you the fuck out. No shade. Zero shade. It's nothing personal. It is nothing personal. It's just business. But so, she's a blatant fucking liar. Jesus. Now, mind you. Well, I mean, come on. It's Kim freaking Zolziak Beerman. Beerman. I am out of My note of. My note about this room was this. Dolly Parton said it best. It takes a lot of money to look this cheap. <laughs> that room looked cheap as fuck. That room looked ugly as hell. That room looked like that, that child aged from age three to age five. She... It looked like she's it, mm. it looked like she went from playing with my little pony to Barbie. Her bed looks very. Her bed looks just like I'd be sweating bad. Like I would just sweat all night. I just. Yes. Uh, all right. So. Just, well, there is. Well, there is. <laughs> there's just a couple things that I have to say about this scene before we go. Okay. One note that I noticed was one. I love that when they opened Ariana's Oh my god, dresser, I was going to say that. So wait, the I Real Housewives of New York was playing. So I have so much other things to say about this room. So it then cuts to the scene. It's Brielle's confessional. And I wrote this word for word too. She says she doesn't understand why Ariana is getting her room done and she's not. That her room is more of a little kid's room than she is. She says it's all pink and she's over that color. What color are you into now? They didn't even just bother to say that. Like, they just like how the little. The only little kid thing I saw in that itty bitty scene was she had like a princess crown over her bed, but like that was about it. Yeah, and she had a pink wall. Yeah. So really, all Bria would have needed is some paint and a uh, with some paint and a new bed. 
So she opens up the armor that opens up to a TV that is playing Roni and Alex and Luann <laughs> are on the TV. Are and I think it's season four in Morocco. I really went in on that one. I went back and I rewound that twice. I was like, wait a goddamn minute. I was like, I think it was Morocco. I think it was too. I was like, that shit is funny. But I was like, Brielle is ungrateful. No shit. She's very ungrateful. This is my next point too. Because Kim asks Brielle if she loves Ariana's room. Brielle says, no comment. And Kim's dad says, you have a whole apartment upstairs. And she does. And she does, and then they show it. It's like a whole freaking apartment. And then Brielle says, which I would trade for this room. You know what I would have said if I was Kim? Okay. Uh, Ariana, Ariana, get your stuff. <laughs> like, exactly. Call the decorator. Have them move the shit back <laughs> up there. Yeah, Call the decorator. Exactly what I would do. Say no more. Yep. You want this room? You got it. Slap her ass right on up in that room, too. Because I'd have been like, girl, upstairs. Now, mind you, I didn't like him bragging about the, about, I, about, about the square footage and all of that. But I mean, I the dad was right. Which, by was. the way, Kim's dad is cute. Kim's I dad was so him. cute. He doesn't talk to them anymore. That sucks. Because Kim's dad was so cute. Kim's but mom, I mean, Karen, gives me Karen vibes. But... Kim's mom was cute, too. I forgot what happened. I'm going to look this up. But Kim's mom, Karen, gives me Stepford White. Oh, perfect. It's literally the first. Kim and her parents' estrangement began years ago when they called her a liar in the in the media and reveal, revealed that Kim's daughters, Brianna and Ariana, were fathered by two different men. Zosiak and her mom, Karen, also got into a blowout at her 2011 wedding to Beerman. Hmm. Oh, that's messy. Baby. Oh my god, I just can't. Like, that's nothing to follow his appearance about. Stupid. So, Kim, tell Brielle that she's you and your little Close your legs to married men, you hoochie. <laughs> you mad because you had a baby. You mad at your mama because you fucked around and had a baby by, by, by two different men. What that got to do with your mama? Yeah, she's Close just Close your legs to married men. Said- Keep your trash box to yourself. Do you think Brielle is ungrateful and jealous in this scene? Yes, absolutely. So Brielle says, have you looked how it looks up there? It looks like a five-year-old's bedroom. My bedroom didn't look like that at five. <laughs> My bedroom show didn't look like that in no damn five. I scared no it at five. I'm trying to figure out, though I am thinking, why did the thought of having to do Brielle's room never crossed Kim's mind at all so literally in doing at the end this. of the scene Kim says great now I'm gonna have to do redo Brielle's room why why first of all first of all why second of all what the fuck I need to see the receipt I, I need to see the receipt what you spent $60,000 on who are these decorators she probably spent 6000 who the fuck are these decorators who are the decorators She's not getting her money's worth. If you know who the decorators are that decorated Ariana's room and charged Kim, that scammed Kim Zosiak out of $60,000, slide into our DMs and let us know so that we can call them and ask them for an interview because I need to understand you what the fuck they asked did to that room. 
So now that I kind of watched this episode and saw like that she spent this money on this, are you still puzzled on where the three hundred thousand dollars went? Not at all. Yeah, no, me either. Like, girl, she's girl, like what? the type. She's like the type of woman, like you know, like back in high school when like you would sell like not like you particular but like you know like you would see like a my business <laughs> preppy like a preppy guy or like a preppy girl get sold like a dime of weed for like three thousand dollars like that like, <laughs> that <body. laughs> exactly what the fuck it gives that's exactly what it gives it gives and no shade no, no shade, shade for what that would be uh, fine i mean we all no shade for what uh, and i'm about to say because i love white girls <laughs> but it gives that white girl in high school that bought a dime of weed for like 30 dollars. yep yep absolutely yep. yeah shout okay. out to Brittany, girl i love you so i know at least we are on the same page about that so mm-hmm. the next scene, the next scene, it it's a lot. Um, Nini goes over to Cynthia's to help Cynthia's sister Mallory set up Peter's proposal to Cynthia. I, I didn't this realize whole, Peter proposed and they got married all in the same season. Yeah, I forgot this, this whole scene. Omg, was ghetto this as fuck. This was Nini, ghetto as fuck. So Nini and Mal and the other guests hide as like it's all decorated. I mean, it looks cute. Like there's rose petals, there's there's candles, like there's one champagne. Like it looks really good. Like they did a good job. But like all these Cynthia's entire her. reaction fucked me up, though. So Mal and the other guests hide and they yell surprise as Cynthia comes in. Cynthia, God bless her. She's gorgeous. She's a gorgeous woman. Beautiful. Stunning, but she did not look like she was about to get proposed. <laughs> Listen, I have no. Okay, please. She said, well, one, right before we get to them getting there. Yeah. Nene said something to Mallory, and she said Greg proposed to her while he was driving in the car. Re- I didn't even hear that, really? Yes. She, like, kind of whispered, like, like, it, like, it, like, that was like a sly thing, like, they didn't focus on it like that was like it, they said it as they were cutting to another scene like it was like Greg proposed to be in the car get I was like what how did your I love proposal stories do you have oh you don't want to hear my proposal story my proposal story was sad and ghetto it was sad and ghetto and I don't want to talk about it do, mine was it wasn't because I've been fucked around and, and, and cussed my husband out all over again don't so, worry about it okay so let me out mine's not a lot, but I'll, I'll give you cliff notes. So, um, me and my husband, before he proposed, we were together six years. I wasn't always like, I'm like, oh, when are you going to, like, I would joke around, like, oh, when are you going to propose? You know, everyone kind of laughs, like, oh, you've been together six years, like, why haven't you proposed to her and stuff like that? So, like, little jokes here and there. Mm-hmm. So, he proposed the year of COVID. So, before COVID was wow. a thing. Before COVID was a thing, we were all supposed to, <laughs> of 2020, we were all supposed to go to Disney World. Like me, my sister, my sister-in-law, like we were all supposed to go. Like my kids, her kids. 
we were all supposed to go. I am a huge Disney fan, like obsessed. Like mm-hmm. it's like my besides Housewives, it's like my life. I love it. I love that for you. So that was the plan. The plan was that they all planned it out. They were all he was gonna propose to me at Discworld. Well, COVID happened and obviously we couldn't we couldn't go. Um, so we ended up canceling it. So I guess they planned so it was my husband and then my sister and my sister in law. I guess they have planned this for months, like that how it actually happened. So um my so the nights before I had a hint that it was gonna happen that night. So my sister texted me out of the blue the week of and was like, hey, let's go get our nails done Saturday. I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's do some Uh, sister time. I didn't even think anything of it. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go get our nails done. And then we were at the nail salon and my sister's like, I'll just keep your kids overnight. Now my kids love my sister and they love going over there. But my sister will not just be like, hey, let's your kids stay over. But if my kids were to ask her, (laughs) if my kids were to ask her, she'd say yes in a heartbeat you know that's just how she she is she's just like yeah i love my my nephews and my niece of course so i'm getting vibes like okay all right i think it's gonna happen right this is saturday this is saturday so saturday comes and i go to my like we're done getting my nails done i drop the kids off at my sister's i i look I looked cute, like I had a a cute little sunflower summer dress on. I had my hair done, I had my nails done. Like we were all set up. So we're in the car, you know, and my sister's like, oh, you're you're dressed up. Okay, so let me backpedal a little bit. The next day was my nephew's birthday party. And my sister-in-law, so my, long story short, like my older brother and my sister-in-law have custody of their grandson. Um, so it was his birthday, but they, at that time, they just built their house and they're like, Hey, Courtney, which is my sister, do you mind just having Nicholas's birthday party at your house? Because, you know, it's, you know, we're just rebuilt, like we're building. I don't want to have it at the condo. Like, is that okay? She's like, yeah, of course, you know? Yeah, no worries. So that, that's where we were going Sunday. So Sunday was the birthday party. Okay. So Saturday comes So my sister's like, Oh, you're dressed up. And then I'm like, yeah, you know, just thought get dressed and you know, Jeremy take me out to dinner uh-huh. and she's like oh okay cute um so we're in the car right with my husband and um um he's like where do you want to go I'm like oh I don't know he's like well well you know let's go out to dinner I'm like okay cool he's like do you want to go anywhere before I'm like not really I'm like if you have something planned like, let's just go he's like okay let's go to the beach I'm like okay so it's August um, I'm in a summer dress and it's in the evening time. So I'm like, okay, we're going to the, all right. Is this where it's happening? All so right. Me to the beach, right? Okay. And nothing happened. Nothing happened. He did not even attempt. I'm at the beach and we're kind of just standing there. He's like, okay, let's go out to dinner. I'm like. Now, were you okay. doing the whole thing where like, you were like suggesting like, like he hands you a cup for a drink and like you just like hold your hand out like 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 <laughs> the movies <laughs> yeah like, like movie. you just hold the ring finger out like yeah no but i was <laughs> expecting it to happen at the beach so we go out to dinner i'm pissed i'm like i don't even want to be here i want to fucking go home i got like my hair done i got my nails done. i'm all worked up for another fucking letdown so at this point uh. 
I eat my fucking dinner and I'm like, I want to fucking go home. He's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, nothing. So I'm like quiet all throughout dinner. I'm quiet the whole car ride home. We get home. He's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm like, you want to know what's wrong? He's like, what? I'm like, I thought you were proposing tonight. He's like, why? And I explained to him why. God damn. I'm like, you took me to a fucking beach for no reason. Why else would I think this? Um, so I'm like, if it hasn't happened, (laughs) right? I'm like, if it hasn't happened by now, I might as well just give up. And I was done. And I went to bed. So, um, my sister, so my brother, my husband, my sister-in-law and my sister are all in this group chat that I knew nothing about. I wasn't part of it. It was the whole plan in a group chat. Mm-hmm. So he texted in their group chat because they told me that he told, they told me this later on. He's like, I don't think I'm going to make it through the night. And then my sister-in-law goes, what did you do? <laughs> Like, what did you do? So my sister, my sister's an ass. She's like, she's just an ass sometimes. And she texts in our group chat. So it's me, my husband, my sister, my sister-in-law. Hey, I think my neighbors are having a wedding behind us. I'm like this fucking bitch. And I just fucking turned my phone off and I went to bed. So oh, I thought next- you were about to say, I cuffed everybody the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day, I wouldn't let my husband sleep in the bedroom. I locked the door. I'm like, I'm fucking done. I went. You know, Damn. I, was, I was pissed. So <laughs> the next day, my husband's like, I already knew my husband had to go help my father-in-law move. He just moved, you know, he was helping him like move a dresser or something like that. So I'm waiting to go to the you birthday like, party. Take your shit with you. Yeah. I'm like, well, do you want, before this, I'm like, do you want me just to wait for you to go to the birthday party? He's like, yeah, just wait for me. We'll drive together. I'm like, okay. So this was before Saturday. So he goes, so Saturday comes and it's like the party's at two and it's like 1.30. I'm like, where the fuck are you? Like, we have to go to this birthday party. He's like, he's like, I don't think I'm going to make it. My Something happened with the dresser. I have to help my dad rebuild it. Or like, it was something like stupid. I'm already pissed off at him. I am already right. mad. I'm already mad at what happened the night before. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I cussed him out again. I'm like, fuck you. So it's like really close to two o'clock and my sister is like hey you know everyone's already here for the party we want to eat I'm like oh just eat without me I didn't realize Jeremy was gonna text me last minute and tell me he's not coming I'm letting the dog out I just had a puppy at the time like a puppy was super tiny and then I'll be there so I get there and I'm not dressed up because I'm fucking pissed off I'm in leggings and a t-shirt my hair is half up half down I have fucking my Michael Kors slides on I don't even look cute. Like, I'm fucking pissed off. So I fucking get to the house. There's no cars in the driveway. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, all y'all are rushing me to get to the fucking birthday party. No one's fucking here. So I get into the party. I mean, into, yeah, the birthday party, quotations. And it's fucking quiet. I'm like, what? This is a kid's fucking birthday party. It should be fucking loud. So then I look up. I just happened to like look up and the first two people I saw was my father-in-law and my husband's stepmom. So I'm like, why the fuck are they here? This isn't like, this is like, why are they here? Like they weren't invited to Nicholas's birthday party. So then I look up and I see everybody, like my sister, my, like I was at her house, but like my sister-in-law, my mom, my kids, my nephews, my, my best friend, one of my best friends and her husband and my sister's in-laws which I'm you know we're pretty close with and 
my um, husband's brother and his wife and I'm like what the and like everybody is wearing Mickey ears and mini ears because as you remember like it was supposed to happen in Disney oh my god so they had so they had the Lion King can you feel the love tonight song going because that's like one of my favorite Disney oh! songs and then I know there's candles and pictures of like all of us and um, just along, everyone's in a line, and then my, how my sister's house works is like the back is a patio, and that's where he was standing. And behind, I'm gonna send you a picture, but behind him is a backdrop of the Disneyland castle, and he's standing in front of it. And yeah, that's kind of like how it happened. So he redeemed himself, but that <laughs> it was a story. I'm literally crying. Oh my god. <laughs> I'll just show you the video because like it was recorded and the one this the one that kind of like sent me like my dad passed away a couple years ago so like there's pictures of my dad and like the sign a sign that said you know if heaven wasn't so far away you'd be here and a picture of my dad and then another little like story like my little brother he has muscular dystrophy which is I don't know if you know what that is but it's like a disease that deteriorates all your muscles in your body he's had it since he was four He's now in a, an assistant in a nursing home um, because he is straight and he can't, you know, take care of himself. My mom is unable to care for him by herself. So he was on FaceTime and it was just like, like, it was perfect. But like, you could see why I was like, you know, pissed yeah. off. Like, <laughs> of course, I would have cut Chad. <laughs> Me and you are like sisters. I would have cut his motherfucking ass yeah, out too. I did. Bitch, I got my motherfucking nails done. My kids is <laughs> at your sister house. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? This is the first time. Child, we're supposed to be proposing coochie and right. My coochie supposed yep. to be craving right now. Yep, and yeah, I it was Yeah. It was uh it was yeah. bad. <laughs> Yeah, mine was terrible. Mine was, I don't even think I got proposed to. No. To be perfectly honest. I don't even think I got proposed to. I think it was like something we just decided to do. And then it was just a lot because, you know, his mom, it's a lot. It's a lot. Like, if, like, God, I don't even know if I want to tell this whole story. But basically, (laughs) I ended up surprising my husband with a wedding ceremony when we with, when we were planning on eloping because his mother didn't approve of us getting married. Ugh. Yeah. And so it was just this whole thing like mind you like the wedding turned out better than than the proposal. I'll say that maybe one day if my husband cares enough to want to renew our vows, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll actually get a proposal. But I didn't get a chance to like have all this romantic shit, right? So yeah. when I think about weddings and stuff, I, I'm slightly bitter. That's, I'm not even going to... But then, I mean, I was thinking, like before like I actually like got proposed to, like I honestly got, it, I did not, I didn't think it like was ever really going to happen and like as much as like I wanted to get married, like I always like kind of questioned like, did he want to get married? So like you know, every girl just like they want to get proposed to. Like it's like a jury. I mean, most girls at least. Yes. I know a lot of people don't care about marriages and stuff like that. I mean, I always have. I'm a hopeless romantic, but especially I like, never really. I never thought that I would get married until I met my husband. So like, yeah, I same. never had those feelings of like, oh, will he propose? Will we get married? Will we have a like? I never thought about any of those things until I met him. Yeah, no, I agree. Like that's how I was too. And then like, 
we just we've been through so much and we have our daughter and then like she's our miracle baby and then we have like our our sons and like i was in a really abusive relationship so it's just like it's of course it's something like i always wanted you know absolutely we're married now we're newlyweds but like you know we recently like literally just got married in september but i mean deal though what's the difference like right i mean it's not like i i feel the same exact way except it's very weird with my new last name and um calling him my husband that's probably the weirdest part <laughs> i dig that yeah anyway <laughs> but i say all that to say <clears throat> we said all that to say yeah greg proposed to nini in the car <laughs> in the car i wish i would have heard this whole story like where the fuck was y'all got like and it was literally just that comment and it was it now mind yeah. you a couple more notes that i had was i loved i remembered how much i loved cynthia and peter's house i did too. i used the exterior of their house was incredible i used to yeah. love every time we used to see their house i used to just get goosebumps i loved yeah, their house i love their house too i love how it's set up like it's I really liked it. Like, I actually really, I really agree with you there. Now, when it comes to Cynthia, <laughs> um, Cynthia, yeah. Cynthia just seemed like she wasn't ready for none of this shit. Like, at all. She wasn't no, ready for none of this. No, at all. Like, this part, like, so Even Cynthia, down to the rose petals being on the steps, she was like, oh my God, like, what is this? Oh my God. And then she said something that literally, I spit my drink out when she said this. The eyelashes? And she, yes, she said, I took my eyelashes off in the car. What the hell you mean? And then, and then Peter goes to get on one knee and she's like, I, I just took my lashes off. It's not supposed to be like And he's this. like dragging her. <laughs> He's dragging her. He is drag. This entire thing was I cringy and I hilarious. Again, I literally quoted it. So, <laughs> Cynthia <laughs> freaks out and says it can't happen like this. Peter drags Cynthia. <laughs> so I have to. I have to. I have to get on down on my knees. Three years three years. Are you ready? Cynthia says yes. Peter asks her two more times. She and then he he goes, You're not gonna back up. I don't know why he says back up. And then he says, Back, back up. up. Right. Realized, back up. I don't even know what to do. Mal's face priceless. Mal's face is fucking priceless through this whole entire process. Yes. She's like, this is a bunch of bullshit. I don't know what the hell we here for. What is going on? Hey, this shit is bizarre as fuck. Like, and what then Peter the- says, <laughs> Peter says, you're not going to run. Cynthia says, no. What? Peter then says, do you want to marry me? And Cynthia says, yes. And then Peter puts the ring on her finger. And then Cynthia did- goes, is this the right hand? It did- Was I the only one that, that thought she put the ring on the right hand? Not the left hand, but the right I, and maybe that's why she was so freaking confused. And then Cynthia kept asking all these questions. She goes, who made this? And then who Nini made goes, it? Made what? The ring? Yeah. And then Nini goes, it was strange. Can we just have get some emotion going? And she was just so like, Peter, I was just expecting more. Peter, that was a yeah. And then Peter said, yeah, is that a, a yes, right? And Cynthia goes, yes. And then this it whole cuts, thing was fucking. It was weird. a fucking hot mess express. This shit was weird. 
I think she was shocked, but it was just all weird. It felt like all it felt like Peter dragged her ass. It wasn't even just Cynthia. Like Peter was acting freaking weird too. The way he was acting, he was like, "You ain't gonna back up." Like I think he was nervous. She was shocked. Yeah. They was both a bunch of bumbling idiots. Now, mind you, one thing I did. Now she said something that was funny as fuck to me. What? She said she it cuts to a confessional and she starts talking yeah. about, you know, I just didn't expect it to be like that. I thought it was gonna be just him and I, you know. Yeah, I like instant, you know yeah. when I thought about my proposal, I thought that it was gonna be us at a park, you know, by ourselves <laughs> in the springtime in, you know, bridge. spring, summer, September, under a bridge, <laughs> in the moonlight, under a specific spotlight playing Jodeci. Like I was like, why is her why is that so fucking specific? Like she had this like, whole thing out. She had like for it to be just a thought in her head. She had it planned to the deep. She knew what she was wearing. She knew what type of eyelashes she had on. She knew exactly what was going on. Now, mind you, she said all that to say he did nail it with the ring, though. <laughs> that took me well, out. I mean, everybody has different tastes. I did not find that. Did you like I it? Like Cynthia's. I like Cynthia's ring personally, but I'm also like I'm a very a weirdo when it comes to like stuff like that, like Cynthia. So I feel like me and Cynthia's taste back then would have aligned better. I am very simple, so I feel like that's probably why. And that's like there's nothing wrong with it. It's just it's not my taste, but like I'm such I a simple. It. So it was just so the whole thing was freaking weird. The last thing that I noticed in this scene that I wrote was Cynthia was still model thin back then. She's so freaking pretty. Oh my god. She was fucking gorgeous. And, and I get so into it even more nat- when we get She was so huh? natural. Like she she yeah. was just such a natural beauty. Like it looked like she had on some mascara and a little piece of eyeliner and some lip chap and that was it. But yeah. I get into it more when we get to them trying on dresses. Cynthia was like fresh off the runway then. Really? I was like gorgeous. Like she, like, mind you, she aged gorgeous. She, she gorgeous. Now that she thick boots. But I didn't, but I just forgot how thin she was back then. I know. Cause like we go back to season three. I mean, this was like, oof, year 21. 10 years ago, yeah, like 12 years 10 ago. 10 years ago. Yeah. 11, almost 12, no, 12 years ago. Fuck, Jesus, oh my God. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Now, can we please get to this hot ass mess? Because I have a lot, a lot to say about Phaedra. Yes, please. So we cut to Phaedra. Um, oh my god, Phaedra. She has this all scene. these freaking designer, designer gowns. I mean, when I was giving birth to my freaking kids, I brought a big ass shirt and some sweatpants to go home to. Like, I didn't have anything else. I didn't fucking care. She talking about crystallized sandals. She talking about a, a designer specifically picked this shit. Listen, I uh, my notes start kind of deep into the scene, right? I didn't say much, so I will leave you. The, the only thing I said was she just had a lot of like new mom concerns. That's like the only thing I really said. And then the designer clothes. So 
like she had a lot of I felt like she wasn't prepared at all. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on, because I got a lot of notes. Phaedra triggered the fuck out of me in this scene as a parent. She really triggered me. Because, mind yeah. you, I didn't get the opportunity to actually carry a child, right? So okay. when my child was being born, I felt like I went through the pregnancy with. Yeah. I call her my surrogate, but the story behind that is a little more complicated than that. But we're, but for the sake of time, we're just gonna say my surrogate. Now, got it. I gained twenty pounds while she was pregnant. I like my hair fell out. I was like, I read every parenting book known to man. Like I went through all of the pregnancy shit. I had craving. I ate more jalapenos than I've eaten in my entire 31 years of living while this woman was pregnant. It was a fucking, like, I went through the hell, right? Phaedra? Mm. Let me just, let me just rapid fire through my, through my bullet points, because I got a lot to say in this. Please. Okay. So go for it. The first note that I have is, she says something about she hired this lady to come over here and help her with this childbirth mess. Oh my god. I was like, did Phaedra even want this fucking baby? Because mm. she out here laying all out all these designer clothes. She, 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 she talking about this designer did all these celebrities. I can't even remember who the fuck she named, but she was like, the only Nicole thing that Ritchie, I got from what she I said, remember. <laughs> Nicole Richie, yes. And she, and the, the only thing that I got from her talking about the designer was panties to the star. Oh my God. <laughs> what the fuck? Now, mind you, you said she had new mom concerns. I specifically wrote verbatim on this paper. Phaedra oh went God. to law school and did no preparation for childbirth. None. Like, first of all, penis ointment, circumcision oh ointment. Like, you are far the, the fuck along, allegedly. You don't even know your damn due date. She talk about. She knows. She just doesn't want to. that part. Because your ass got pregnant out of wedlock. And so you don't want want your pastor-ass mama to be disappointed all down to the national TV. But I digress. Phaedra sounds like a terrible mother to me in this scene because she hired LaToya so that she didn't have to actually prepare to take care of a baby so that she could buy cute clothes and spoil herself. Yeah. That baby probably came home that baby probably came home in a potato sack and she (laughs) goosey dress up. And that potato sack has Dior written on it. I guarantee yeah, you. For sure. Why did no one call child services on Phaedra? Because <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why the fuck she's so worried about, like, she's not worried about asking questions about the child's circumcision. She's not worried about, like, the nerve of Phaedra to talk about what everybody knows when it comes to parenting. And she doesn't even know the difference between infamil and Similac. Oh my God. This whole, I, this whole freaking episode, man. Triggered. Triggered. This woman doesn't even know that you're supposed to put ointment on a circumcision. That poor baby. Now, mind you, Thank speaking God of circumcisions, thank God for her mama, but the fact that her mama didn't, didn't, didn't prepare her for this shit earlier got me looking at yeah. her ass sideways, too, because <laughs> her mama got her ass out here on 
or national TV lying about her fucking due date. So we may not need to be thanking God for her mom. Uh, yeah, you're right on that part. But speaking of circumcision, I have a question oh. for you. Okay. Do you think Phaedra only got her children circumcised because she isn't attracted to turtlenecks? <laughs> what? 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 What do you? Ah. Oh. Um. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I thought you said. Uh-huh. I thought you said Tyra. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Ooh, she oh, got like, a what does Tyra Banks have to do with anything? Um, I see, feel like she... I how... see how I get put <laughs> in stuff. <laughs> I ain't even did that. What? Um, what? I feel, like, I feel like she did it because she. I mean, everybody normally circumcises their kids. I feel like that's the only reason why she did it. Because the way she was. The reason why I asked that is because there was a point in the scene when Latoya, the uh, lady that she hired to do all yeah. of the preparing for motherhood for her. Okay. Um, She asked her at some point, did you plan on circumcising the baby? And she was like, yeah, because, um, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you don't even got a reason why you want to circumcise them. You just don't like uncircumcised men. Yo, 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 damn stuff. She just don't like turtlenecks. So she said, my my kids ain't gonna have no motherfucking turtleneck. You don't even know why you want to circumcise your yeah. kids. It's about how it looks, pretty much. Right. I was like, girl, that's all about aesthetic. Now you done sat here and chopped this child dick off and put it back on. Uh, anyway, let's move on. So the Shout next, out to Phaedra. Do you have any other Phaedra scenes? Because I'm moving strictly to the next, which is Sheree shows up to dance practice. I said dance practice, dance rehearsal. <laughs> dance, child. It ain't practice nor rehearsal, child. She showed up to this thing. So Sheree, so next scene, Sheree is at dance rehearsal. She's struggling. Now we see why she didn't get called for dancing with the store. So it comes to Nini's confessional. <laughs> word for word again. So I wrote that part of this too. <laughs> Sheree and dancing. I don't think I've ever seen Sheree snap, snap her finger. <laughs> <laughs> I love Nini so much. Oh, that was funny as fuck. She said, I don't even think I've seen Sheree snap her finger. <laughs> now, you mind you, my everybody, everybody pretty much had the same reaction when everyone found out Kim was dancing. Candy, her daughters, Kim, herself, like they all had the same reaction. Bitch, why are you doing this? Yeah. And we still don't know whether this was hurry, hurry. No, so this was this was dance practice because okay, I remember now because they bring in so that the judge, yeah, so the judge comes in and then he's watching. (laughs) He's he's, he looks just like him too. So we are literally watching. I I literally wrote down why is Todd Christie here. (laughs) So they bring in him and then he sees how bad Sherry's struggling. So then they bring in the pro dancer, the woman to dance with her dance partner. And after the dance, Sheree says, 
That's exactly, exactly what, what I, I was doing. Bitch. I wrote down the same line. I was like, girl, not that's what I was doing. Girl. Like, what the heck? I wrote down, Sheree gives lazy in bed. Yeah. Yeah. Sheree looked like she just lay down. Yeah. She looks at the clock. Yeah. Sheree is the one that is sitting there counting the specks in her ceiling. She trying to figure out what... Like, Sheree be trying to remember what time she's supposed to get her nails done tomorrow while she getting fucked. Oh, my God. She's like, what bills am I not going to pay tomorrow? (laughs) What am I not paying? What am I not going to (laughs) pay? Oh, my God. So, the next scene... um, is with Candy. Lawrence comes to the studio to record Closet Freak. Lauren! I love Lauren so much. Love Lauren. I love Lauren. I, I, I listen, I, love I Lauren. live for Lawrence. And there's a reason why, because you know, as you know, some people interpret me as a gay man. I partially am a gay man. It just depends on how you look at me. But I consider myself more as a genderless android, but that's neither here nor there. Watching, that's neither here nor there. But as a gay man myself, Lawrence gives me the type of gay man who I normally don't want to be around in person for too long. (laughs) Oh my God, I love you. It's no shame. It's literally no shame. He's a, I'm not the it, one to read. She's a bit. She's a bit much. I. I she's I, a I, bit much. I However, the reason why I love Lawrence so much is because Lawrence gives me the old queen. Yeah. Lawrence gives me grown ass women, right? Like yeah. Lawrence gives me the old 30, 40 year old queen. Gives you the gay uncle, right? Yes. That's still hot and witted and popping out here. Like, yeah. they still baggedy and, and they uh, cunty and, you know, doing all the stunts in the shows. But they grown as fuck. So, they, so they're, like, flamboyant and dramatic, but it's not annoying. Lawrence yeah. is everything to me. I love Lawrence. I still love Lawrence to this day. Yeah. No, I do too. Um, now, mind you, I... <laughs> When Lawrence walks into the studio and the producer asks about his shoe. <laughs> I didn't even hear that part. <laughs> see, this is why I'm glad that I... See, this is why I want to watch the episode first because I love when we catch notes that the other yeah. one doesn't pay attention to yeah, even though most same. of the time we write down the same thing. Yeah. The episode. <sighs> but the producer walks... But, like, Lawrence walks in and the producer is like, what shoes you got on today? Lawrence was like, Chanel. <laughs> Their last season, though. I was like, not the producer. Now, mind you, now, now, mind you, what I actually wrote out is not the trade piece asking about Miss Lawrence's shoes. I love I it. I said, ooh. I said, not Lawrence, we done took down the producer. <laughs> I've been, li- li- listen, I've been in situations like that where men have been asking me about certain things, and then they said, you know, when we in the room together, okay. Uh, all right, they're in Atlanta. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they're in Atlanta. 
Um, so Lawrence, so Candy tells Lawrence not to play the song for anyone, and then Lawrence says, I won't, and Candy tells Lawrence, I'll tell him <laughs> not to play for anyone, and she'll play it for everyone and their mama. Lawrence says, I think it's amazing. This is my one of my favorite parts of the whole freaking <laughs> I think it's amazing that you can take someone like him, someone with no vocal ability, no vocal ability. Turn, and turn them into something who is some something who is not a singer, has no tune, no pitch, no rhythm. <laughs> Deadpan. Deadpan. This was my Laura- all-time favorite moments in this whole freaking show episode. Lawrence said that like candy was feeding hungry children in Zimbabwe. <laughs> Lawrence said that like candy was Mother Teresa. Can't he said that like I I just think it's so amazing how you are taking your money and you are buying all of these children canned goods and groceries and paying their tuition to go to private school so that they don't have to live in in these underprivileged cities and have to suffer from the inner city. Like it's like it sound like she it sound like Candy was sponsoring children for 19 cents a day. Dead ass. The way the way Lawrence was talking. Was like I, I, that shit took me the fuck out. I peed. I peed. <laughs> now, one thing I want to laugh at when it comes to Lawrence again is when they pulled out these lyrics, the closet free. Yes. And Lawrence was just like, that's real gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That shit was so funny. Listen, the reason why I love this scene so much is because I love watching straight men interact or navigate with a gay man in the room. Yeah, I love it. I I love, I it. love it. I love being the gay man in the room watching straight men because it's just you 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 just love like I just love seeing how they adjust their mannerisms, how they act, how they readjust themselves, how they like, they move differently when a gay man is in the room. Like it, it, is, it is so funny to me. It's yeah. like, why y'all doing all of that? Like, what is that? Like all the producers was in there shook and they was trying to be respectful. Don't get me wrong. What nobody giving nothing shady, but no, it's just, yeah. it was just so funny. Cause they were trying to be so respectful. They, 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 they were trying to be so cool, but I'm gonna tell you, I feel like they won with the dread. <laughs> All right. By the way, go watch the movie Bros. That okay. that just came out recently. Oh, Miss Lawrence is starring in the movie Bros. Yes. Y'all go, ch- y'all go check that out. Uh, Miss Lawrence is starring is starring in the movie Bros. Now listen, the song "Closet Freak." I I love. Lawrence's voice. I want to hear Lawrence's Lawrence do more voice. dance music. I love, yeah. I agree. I wish Lawrence would have had a whole dance music career because Lawrence gives me like the divas who was really singing but over dance beats like Robin S and like Martha Wash, Sylvester. 
like Lawrence gives me those girls like I just wanted Lawrence to have a full disco dance scene like oh Lawrence's voice is so good it's so, so good. good I put that in here too yeah shout out so, to Lawrence yeah we love you um so then it cuts to um Candy's confessional she says Kim is putting no effort in still smoking has yet to take her vocal lessons um I mean I love Candy but I I didn't expect anything more from Kim yeah I don't know what you expect from Kim like and the way she says her and Lawrence are two different type of artists you know Kim ain't been working out. She ain't been smoking her cigarettes. She ain't been doing that. And like she's she's giving Lawrence all of this praise compared yeah. to Kim who ain't doing shit. Exactly. I didn't like that. Like I was like, Lawrence is actually singing. Like Lawrence actually as 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 Candace would say, the vocals are clean. Okay. She, yeah, he I agree. I just, I just, I didn't like the way that you were hyping Lawrence up off of the back of Kim not doing yeah. shit. Right. It like, was it, like it's own, yeah, like its own praise. Yeah, like let that boy have his moment in his last season, Chanel. <laughs> um. So Kim, so Candy tells Lawrence that Kim told her she doesn't like the new song. That she wrote. And yeah, he told me that. What? <laughs> yeah, she told me that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's my, exactly <laughs> what I was just about to say. Um, yeah, this is exactly what literally I just had written down. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh, right. Can he go, he told you that? Is that the first time we hear that? Who said that? She told you that? <laughs> Like, so, whoa, how did it become season nine all of a sudden? So, <laughs> Candy, Candy's upset because Kim is telling people that and says so she doesn't like to track, doesn't like to track. And then she can, then Candy goes, and she could find someone to make her next one. Kim and And then exactly what you said about Kim and um, Candy and comparing the two, Kim and Lawrence. Yeah just funny to me because she was just like like I get where Candy was coming from but because like this just happened on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta where Spice did a song with with Carly Red and then Carly Red was out here playing the demo be, be, before it was finished and all of this stuff and you know as somebody who does music like I've like 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 I've made music before you don't necessarily want your music right. out before it's also, finished or before it's to a point where you are comfortable with people hearing it. She also so she out here just too though. Like she did it last season when I forgot who was in the car with her, but when she was playing the Sheree, song, when Sheree sat in and lied to that bitch dead to her face. And you said, first of all, why are you sitting in a parking lot with a full glass of wine and a cigarette? Why do you have a full wine glass in a car? Like what is going on with that? First of all, a stemmed wine glass. Let yeah. me be specific. A stemmed wine glass in a car. She's sitting there smoking a cigarette with a stemmed wine glass in a parking lot, hemming and hawing, 
And Sheree's sitting there bullshitting, talking about, I never knew she had so much talent. What bitch talent? Jesus. Listen, I think we talked about this. I And I was like, that's how you knew Sheree was a fucking liar, right there. Yeah, right there. I remember when you sent me that clip on Instagram. Shout out to our DMs. I remember when you sent me that shit on Instagram, and I was like, that's how you knew Sheree was a fucking liar right there. So this one part, so when Kim was, when Candy was talking about Lawrence and Kim, so she said, um, she said that they're two totally different artists. Kim just started really singing, and it's something she does just for fun, and you can tell. Mm. But just for Lawrence, <laughs> It's something he's always wanted to do, and he's going to put more work into it. Lauren has the potential to be an, a real artist. Now, one thing I didn't like that Candy did in this scene. What? You know that thing that people do when, like, they're the person that's known for doing something? So when you come yes. into it, they try yeah. to teach you everything. Like, you don't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> like Lawrence had to keep correcting her like yeah I know that yeah I know what that's called yeah yeah, yeah uh huh I was like Candy like girl right. like people who don't even do music know that when you say you're gonna burn a scratch that means you're gonna burn a CD now mind you to hear somebody say burn a CD <laughs> <laughs> that was like whoa I will like guarantee. I, I love the two thousand. If I were to go up to my fourteen year old right now and be like, "Hey, Aiden, you want me to burn you a CD?" I'm like, "What? <laughs> what is a CD?" What do you I want? What do you, you burn? I guarantee you, if I gave my eight year old daughter a burn CD, she would be like, first of all, she would ask, "Why isn't it hot?" Because it's not on fire. <laughs> and then she would ask me, "What am I supposed to do with this?" Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you she would try that and then I would be like girl if you girl, throw another thing in my damn house anyway can, so, girl it, I, that, that uh, just that just took me out yeah um so then it cuts to Cynthia getting ideas for a wedding dress to send to her stylist since buying off the rack is fashion suicide for a supermodel which I mean, what surprised me, and mind you, I ain't never been no supermodel, but I've yeah. walked the runway or two. Okay. Uh-huh. Listen, I, listen, I've lived many lives and I have many kills. But <laughs> I was surprised that she didn't have one of the designers that she's worked for making her a dress. Like, is that what's going on here? Because she yeah. was like, she's going to send it to her stylist. I was like, so yeah. what the stylist going to do with I, it? Like, right. What? That's what I couldn't figure. I don't know if, like, the stylist was working with the with the actual, like, but I don't know. Like, I was, I was like, like does, I was does your stylist sew? Well, I was like, well, what you, what, 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 what right. you want to, what your stylist going to do? Right. I, I was confused, too. She looks so beautiful. She does. Cynthia looks fresh off the motherfucking runway. She was oozing fashion. She looked like oh, a model. She was moving like a model. 
Cynthia was talking like a model. She just spoke fashion. Like, Cynthia just walked on and just gave model. Yeah. Model. I loved her. Love Cynthia. I do. Um, So, I want to talk about the next little thing that happened. So, Cynthia told her mom and Mal how she doesn't want to be stuck. Says she felt like her mom was stuck because she was in an abusive relationship with her stepdad. Um, Cynthia's mom says she was stuck because he was the income. Um, And then Cynthia brings up, she says one moment she remembers is she walked in on her stepdad abusing her mom and Cynthia attacked him and he kicked her out of the house. Uh Cynthia explains how she remembers telling herself that she never wants to be um wants to be what did I freaking put here? <laughs> she never yeah. wants to wants to be I don't know what that controlled. Is. Probably. Named. It looks like it says named, but like why the hell would I put that? Um my question here is <laughs> when he kicked her out, like did Cynthia's mom like do anything? I'm assuming not. You see, there was no reaction to that. Like there was no. Ugh. It was like you just kicked me out. Like it was like, what does that mean? Like yeah, what does that mean? I because what I remember is Cynthia was saying that she was waiting for her ride. So I'm assuming that her mom did nothing. Right, because she was saying that she, she was waiting for her ride to come and pick her up, and she was like, I'll never let anybody treat me like this and I'll never let you know be under a man's control like this and I'll always have my own Uh and I was like well good for you bitch but where was your mom yeah I mean it's not even about like not having control over your husband it's about where the hell was your mom at right because that's your daughter I I don't give a fuck about your husband where's your child yeah you're and how old was Cynthia I mean like obviously she wasn't driving so she wasn't right 16 so she was under the age and then on I'm top not, of that, Cynthia's a grown judge. ass woman. It's not like like she had a right. cell phone at this time. She had to go find a damn payphone somewhere. Like how she called pay- like what the hell was going on? Right. I don't understand because like I I don't like to judge people's situations, but like I just this isn't okay. Like I just don't understand like why this wasn't like talked about more because it really fucking pissed me off. Like, why weren't you getting your fucking daughter? listen as somebody who will forever question their mother's parenting skills based on the relationship that I had with my mother yeah I understood everything that you're saying I understood everything that Cynthia was saying and it made perfect sense to me why she was yeah it made perfect fucking sense to me why she was panicking I kind of went through the same thing with my husband like we had went through our things in our relationship before we got married but because I had such deep abandonment issues I kind of amplified regular relationship issues into major problems and so it made the struggle for us to get to a point where we even wanted to get married kind of a lot more difficult because I you know yeah I understand I just couldn't trust right so I get exactly like it made sense but I feel like she's never had that conversation with Peter. I, yeah, I agree. 
I totally feel like she's never had that conversation. And like, obviously, like she had the relationship with Peter and then with Mike and she'd been engaged so many times. It's like, obviously, like you see why. Not you know what I mean? <laughs> Not that many, but look, like she, she was engaged quite a few, quite a few times. It's been a few. But I agree. It's been a few. Cynthia can get a never, She says she never wants to be in a relationship like that. Cynthia says my mom's whole philosophy was when you get married, to your that your husband takes care of you i will mm-hmm. never let a man have that control over me i will always be in a position to be able to make my own decisions and make my own money and i think that is what's driven me you know to be who cynthia bailey is and i actually can kind of like really relate to that because my mom was nothing like she could not take care of us without my dad which my dad wasn't like abusive or anything but like she i saw that and then my sister kind of earlier went through this thing i've never that's something i could always say i've never relied on a man like if my husband were to leave me tomorrow i'd be okay. i'd struggle but i wouldn't i wouldn't i'd be okay like i've never been in a situation where like my husband like my i've never so my husband's like the first actual person i was with i've only been in really like two serious relationship like my husband and then my son's sperm donor like he my husband's a very good provider he's we, we're a team like we're a hundred a hundred like we put a hundred we both put a hundred percent into our relationship and that's why it's worked as long as it has and like with my son's sperm donor he was never he never financially took care of my son physically took care of my son mentally took care of my son he's I've always been the breadwinner for my child up until I met my husband and I can see like, and I wanted, I would love to, I want to raise my, both my kids like that. Right. You know, like obviously if you want to be in a relationship and you want to be a stay at home mom, that's fine. Have a backup plan though. Have something to fall back on. As somebody who is a stay at home mom, (laughs) like I'm the person who, who, who has the backup plan like I've like I've been a stay-at-home mom for a while but like I've always had like if I like let's say my husband pulled a stunt and and child threw me out today whatever da, 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 I would never think well like I would not even have to think twice like I have so many skills like I could go and do so many things to go and make money like and then on top of that like there's a reason why I'm putting together seven fucking podcasts and building you're, podcast network right now like yeah yeah it's like i'm like like just because i am a stay-at-home mom and i have the luxury of focusing in on taking care of my child i also fill the hours of the day that she's at school with building a fucking business like i, yeah. I, I don't got to like girl what you be like girl yeah Hell, i may be a housewife but i ain't desperate yeah yep preach um, so let's get out of this little depressing stuff. So, um, Cynthia says something in this scene that was really I, funny to me, and I lived for she it. Say? Oh, what'd she say? She said she was trying on wedding dresses, and right. she was like, You know, I just don't know. You know, like, I just, you know, I'm, uh, I'm you know, so overwhelmed, blah, 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 blah. Then she says, I can't tell if this dress, I can't tell if oh, this okay. dress looks great on me or if I'm making this dress look great. I did not I like, like a bitch word. I did not like not one dress she tried on. 
I didn't either. I did not. But I also them, didn't but like the dress she got married in either. Me either. I like the one she got married <laughs> to Mike and I did not like the one she got married to Peter in. I did like the one she got married to Mike in. I didn't like the one she got married to Peter in. And it's not even the color. It was the design of the dress. Yeah, the design like wore her. Yeah. Like, I just wish the whole bottom of her actual wedding dress was different. I loved the color. I was like, the dress yeah, is I like the color. Great. I, 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 so love a, I love a good colored wedding dress. I love it. I had, like, an off-white. Um, I loved my dress. Um, but I love a good little, like, like Tamara's dress, for example. Mm-hmm. Or, like, Portia's dress, for example. Portia, Portia's dress. Um <laughs> Like, even Kelly Dodd had, like, a strapless black... I don't think it was strapless. Maybe it was the guy shirt. But she had a, a black... It was a black dress. It was... She looked great. I love... We're not gonna, love, we're not gonna ruin black like, wedding think, dresses for me. Sarah Jessica Parker married Matthew Broderick in a black wedding dress. Let's let that be the reference. <laughs> I, I'll i give credit when credit is due. Like, she did look really good in it. And I love a good, like... Even, like... Yeah. T- Teresa's dress had a little pink in it and like I just I love a good colored like I don't want to see something like I don't know if you ever watched this show but did you ever watch um my American Gypsy Wedding <laughs> did you watch that show I watched a few episodes I've seen a few no, episodes that show's a fucking train <laughs> that's what as you as a should... self-proclaimed gypsy I've, I've I feel like that would be <laughs> that would be a good show to freaking rewatch and recap I'm gonna go rewatch it if I can find it, and if I just happen to send you a cover, you'll 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 mm. you'll know. All right, I love it. Um, anyway, I love a good wedding dress, a colored wedding dress. Okay, anyway, um, so then we get to the dance competition. Oh God. So Sheree shows up late. This is the dress. This is the dance rehearsal. So we're at the right. This is the actual dance rehearsal. So, Sheree shows up late, not wearing the dress she's supposed to be wearing for the dress rehearsal. The dress rehearsal. Dress rehearsal. Meaning you have to literally wear what you're wearing to the freaking competition, you idiot. I literally wrote, how does Sheree not know the foundational meaning of what the fuck a dress rehearsal is? That sounds extremely self-explanatory. So this part tickles me. So she's late. The direct I'm just, I'm just gonna call him the director. The director asks her if she, looked, if she looked at the other shoes. Sheree says she didn't have time. Um Sheree says, I this is this right here. Right here. Are you ready? Oh yeah, because I have a note about it. I know it's for a charity, but I'm a mother. An actress. This is a lot. When the fuck were you an actress? I'm sorry. I didn't even let you finish that. I'm sorry, but I couldn't hold it (laughs) no longer. That shit sent me to the moon. When I say I literally paused the episode and spent five minutes screaming in my car. When was it? What has this bitch acted in? I thought of you immediately after this (laughs) scene. I was like, what has she acted in? What? What has she acted in besides The Real Housewives of Atlanta? Because she's been acting like she got her finances <laughs> t- together for years. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
pull up Sheree's IMDb page. Sheree's IMDb. Does Sheree got an IMDb? Does Sheree so have in, a credit? <laughs> so the the beginning of this season, she, the very first episode, she is in improv classes. If you don't remember, classes. <laughs> you can take classes all day. You can go to nursing school all day. That'll make you a nurse. You can go to law school all day. That don't make you goddamn a lawyer. The fuck that mean? You know what's you so funny? I was questions. looking I was looking up Sheree on Google and she said the question was, what is Sheree Whitfield famous for? It says Sheree Whitfield is best known for her appearances in the popular reality show. <laughs> <laughs> Not even that she's a star. Her appearance. Her appearances. Yo, that is so specifically worded. Mm. Oh, that is so funny. So, Sheree and her partner begin to practice. Um, hold on. The director is watching and says, what the hell is she doing? I told her to look up. She's not looking up. She thinks she's going to be a princess. I don't believe it. Reading. And they show baby Reading Croy. her. They show baby Croy. Listen. <laughs> Croy and his... Croy, listen. Croy do got a fat ass. I couldn't really tell because he was wearing black. But, and he was moving... Roy do got a fat ass. Like I, Roy's looks have not. I had caught the, I had caught the silhouette <laughs> while he was giving his little ditty bob, and I was like, "Ooh, child, he do got in a her, fat ass." Shout out to in Roy. her confessional, Sheree says, "I believe I'm a competition for these other dancers." I am screaming on the inside. Ray is the most self-oblivious person I've ever fucking witnessed in my life. This woman, yes. He could never say a bad thing about herself. She is the best dancer. She's the best actress, the best fashion designer. She is an icon of Atlanta. She is looking She's great clickbait. Like, oh my fucking God. It's just, it, she annoys the fucking shit. Like, yeah. like, do you uh, yeah, I love her all right. Like, I love when it cuts to this next scene and it cuts to them coming to the dance competition and she gets there and the ballet. she pulls up to the valet. Yes! That <laughs> eat- oh, that pissed me off. She was like, so are you going to open the door or, or, or do you want me to open it? First of all, why you got your roof back and your window up? That shit looks ghetto as fuck. I hate when First of all. <laughs> That shit looks ghetto as fuck. Why you got your roof back and your windows up? That looks discom. It, it looked like somebody came and snatched your hood off your fucking car. First of all, and then for you to sit here and just talk to him like that, like, like he's, that poor guy. I feel so bad for him because he was like, I felt I would have walked off. I would have. I would have like, bitch, you're not gonna go big on me. Exactly. I would have just walked off. <laughs> now mind you did she pull up in the Aston Martin that she just was showing off at the I beginning of this so, episode yeah. she did uh, okay cause I could have sworn she pulled up in a white car 
She did. Um, she pulled into Aston. Um, but wasn't the Aston Martin black at the beginning of the episode? Oh, wait. Was it? That's it was why like, I was um, like, she pulled up in a white car. Oh, see? It, it was already gone. She ran up to that she had all. She had to turn that bitch back in already to talk about she bought an Aston. Chris, your broke ass. <laughs> your broke ass ass. So the next okay. scene, I laughed here too. So the next scene, um, some women, I'm assuming it was the hair and makeup like manager or whatever. She asked Sheree if she brought hair and makeup. Get the fuck out of she asked if she brought the hair and makeup with her. Um, hold on, let me flip my page over here. Sheree said she did, and the woman says, Sheree, I'm gonna get you. Sheree says, why? The lady says, I told you I had some people for you. Sheree in a confessional, I'll travel with my, I travel with my own glam team. You gotta be skilled to touch this face. Sheree. <laughs> Sheree. Right. <laughs> ain't even gonna go off on you, but all I'm gonna say, I don't know whose face you think you have. You ain't got nothing special, boo. Okay, listen, Lawrence took me to fuck out, but this part, I guess so right. Lawrence took me to fuck out when Lawrence walked in and was like, "Hey, girl, you dancing today?" You've been practicing. I was like, like when, she shit. I like <laughs> when Lawrence goes, Lawrence comes to do Sheree's hair and asks if Dr. Tahid was coming. Do you remember the doctor? <laughs> yeah. Tahid was coming. Sheree in a confessional says, Dr. Tahid is in California, but I'm sure he'll be making a generous donation. And I'm thinking to myself, he's not a real doctor. So what, what's he's a not a real doctor. Why is he in California? And what is a generous donation? Because you only trying to raise five thousand dollars, <laughs> and you were- this part, this next part took me took me out. So, Sheree's dance partner, I think his name was Derek, comes up yes. and comes up to see Sheree. Lauren says, "Are you going to give me dance lessons?" And then he go, and then Sheree's dance partner goes, "Yes, sir." And then Lauren goes, "Sir." <laughs> I was cracking up. And then Lawrence goes, how long have you been dancing? And the the dancer, he said, so Derek says 12 years. And Lawrence goes, he's coming home with me tonight. He's coming home with me. Oh, oh. The dancer said, you could tell how uncomfortable he was. He was so uncomfortable. And then at the very end, you just hear him squeak out. Yeah, he's gone. He deserves like, a gold medal, though. He deserves a gold medal for putting up with Sheree so gracefully. He deserves a gold medal for putting up with Sheree, and he deserves a little bit of Lawrence's coochie because I don't feel like Sheree gave him anything but a headache. Crochet. So, <laughs> um, Sheree says she is four hundred dollars short of her five thousand dollars goal. She starts calling people for donations. <laughs> 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 you ain't shit for Paul. Why like didn't she donate? <laughs> Why didn't she donate? It, because she has no money. 
Um, you should have already turned to Aston Martin back in. We didn't <laughs> made it through the fucking episode. Mind so, you, what took me out was Candy. And I think you were yes, just about to say it. Go ahead. I was literally just about to say <laughs> So Candy and Candy's confession, she goes, I'm coming to raise charity event, but I'm shocked she didn't ask me for a donation. The next thing Sheree says is, I'm surprised that didn't none of the girls donate. Or or no, she said that right before that. And then Candy yeah. was like, Well, I'm coming to Sheree's charity event. I'm surprised she didn't ask me for a donation. And I literally wrote, Candy probably would have gave you the five thousand dollars right there. Yeah. Yep. No shade. Depending on the charity, she would have at least gave you a thousand. Because Candy, next- Candy gives the charity. Oh, yeah. She even says it later on. This next scene, OMG. Um, so a lady with a clipboard. <laughs> a lady with <laughs> a clipboard. <laughs> That's what I'm calling her, lady with a clipboard. We do need this room. Restroom is downstairs. <laughs> That's where you'll That's where you'll change. Sheree says, Sheree, I'm being kicked out. Lady goes, you are being kicked out. I'm, I'm being kicked out. out. And I'm kidding you out. I said, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> this lady wait did not give a fuck. She <laughs> did not care. That, that lady is not having it. She said, you're being kicked out and I'm kicking you out. I said, God damn. Like, uh, uh. Sheree said, what, well, what am I supposed to do? And then in her, in her confession, she says, they kicked me out of the room. How dare they? Well, bitch, you ain't paid for it. I know that for a fact. <laughs> <laughs> and then as Sheree and Lawrence were walking out, Sheree goes, what kind of establishment is this? <laughs> I say not what kind of establishment is this, because Lawrence was looking so damn lost. <laughs> 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 comes with Greg. Nini says, oh me and Greg God. are in a bad place, but it's easier for me to bring him as my date than to have everyone ask, where's Greg? Why didn't he come tonight? Nini's How's he doing? wig in this cone, <laughs> in this motherfucking confessional. With the purple shirt? <laughs> no. Which one? Maybe later on in this scene, it's when she has this teal shirt on and she got oh, like yeah, a cone yeah, yeah. back. Yeah. When Nini thought she looked sexy with her hair pushed back. I, I'd be worried about Nene and some of these things with some of these weird choices. <laughs> like, I'd be wondering what the fuck Nene be on. Um, and speaking of wigs, uh, speaking of wigs, Peter likes Cynthia's wig at this function. He da- he really likes it. He's getting excited. Do you like Cynthia's wig at this I function? Did, I did not like Cynthia's wig. <laughs> I didn't either. I, I was like, I like what? <laughs> yes. I was like, what the fuck is this wig? Cynthia got Cynthia looked like she trying to be in disguise. Cynthia like, looked like, like she like don't want anime. nobody to know who she is. Like anime. Like this kind of the yeah. She um, looked like she was in hiding. So Nini and Sheree oh Cynthia go to the bathroom and see <laughs> 
Nene asked so fucking stupid. The Nene said, goes, you're supposed to be the dancing stars yeah. of the band, right? So why well, would the stars dressing room be the best restroom? <laughs> I said, and the way she said restroom. Yeah. I said, why are you so, uh, uh. So this next part, I'm going to literally, I, once again, I quoted it word for word. So the next scene is the show starts. The first competitors are Croy and his dance partner, Kim. Kim says, the football player's ass is amazing. I've never seen an ass like that on a white boy like that. You can bounce a quarter off of it. Unbelievable. (laughs) Now, right before this, I think it was right before this, because... Sheree was making excuses about some bullshit. And then it cut to Nene randomly talking about Peter. Oh, yeah. I think that was after the Kim scene. Yeah, when Peter says, I love you for Peter. I was Did you so it? uncomfortable. Did you quote it? I quoted it word for word. I didn't quote it word for word, but I did have a thought about it. Now you can quote it and then I'll respond. Okay. So Nini says, hmm, I love me some Peter. Darker the berry, sweeter the juice, honey. That's just how we like it. And Peter is dark. I happen to like men who have a lot of personality and men who are very real. Greg is not like that. <laughs> I say, well, damn. <laughs> That's how you feel. <clears throat> I said just simply this. Nini talking about Peter in season three gave Kenya talking about Apollo in season five. Yes. Yep. I didn't like it. Not yeah. one bit. It was weird. I don't... I also really found the way Nini talked about Peter very weird. Yes. Like, it seemed like... Do you want to fuck this man? Yeah. That's the vibe I'm getting. And for her to get so mad just a couple seasons later because somebody thought she was out here fucking Peter. Like, girl, we all thought she was fucking Peter. <laughs> Peter thought you were fucking Peter. <laughs> Peter thought she was fucking Peter. <laughs> 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 ah, no shade. So Kim says they better give his ass a 10. But he was given a 9 by the judges. <laughs> and all I have for that is Croy ass is fat boots. <laughs> Kim and Candy have not talked since Kim and K- have not talked since the tra- they talked about the track. Kim tells Candy Here. she didn't mean to hurt her feelings. She just wanted to be honest with her and says she is going to take the voice lessons. Kim and her confessional says Candy is being really sensitive about this song she's gonna do um and that she's gonna do the voice lessons because she's serious about her singing i have a direct response to that please what does candy's song have to do with kim needing vocal lessons (laughs) because i literally write write this down i'm like because kim says that she doesn't know why candy's being so sensitive about the song but if she wants me to go take vocal lessons i will how do those two things have anything to do with each other I don't even understand what she the fuck she's talking about. I, like, I did not understand what she said. I was like, what does that mean? Like, what? What like, does that mean? Like, it, it has nothing to do with me. I don't know. I just... 
Now, Candy said something in a yes. confessional during this scene where she's talking about her and um, Kim. And she's like, you know, do I want to be cool with her? Yeah, do I want to set in the third? Yes. Do I want our kids to hang out? And it made me think, do you think that Ariana or Brielle have anything to do with Riley now? No. Oh, no. I don't need Well, them. just, it also brings up, like, season 10 of... Uh, I don't know if it was 10. It was the season where Kim came back. Um, yeah, that was season 10. And Brielle came and texted... Um, oh, my God. Brent about... Me wanting to come see him because he missed her and they grew up together. You know damn well you didn't do that. You came over there to fucking be nosy as what you did. Right. Mm. But look at, I'm not trying to be mean, but look at R- Riley and look at Brielle and Ariana. Riley is so, she is successful. She's in school. She's gorgeous. She has her, she has a, a, her own business. Like she's, chill she doesn't like fucking dress like half half a hoochie like she's not getting like, DUI <laughs> she out here interning like she out yeah. here in school she her third year at NYU like it's like while y'all ass out here trying to flounce around a reality show about being cut off listen I've said it one two three four times this will be my fourth time saying it Brielle and Ariana were not cut off by Kim and Croy. No. Brielle and Ariana were cut by cut off by Bravo and the government. Bad. Okay? Cancel the damn show. We don't want it. We don't want it. We don't need it. Now, speaking of we don't need it. Do you think Sheree really had the hardest, one of the hardest routines? Because her ignorant ass no. got up here and said, I think I had one of the hardest routines. How the fuck would you know that? It wasn't. You can obviously tell. It was so freaking easy. Um, Because they all said it. So right before there, I want to talk about this scene because I do have something to say about that. Um, mm-hmm. so the table is Lawrence, Peter, Simonini, and Greg, Kim, and Candy. They're told um, every vote is a dollar. The group asks each other how many votes do they, <laughs> they all do as a group. They agree on 20. Candy says just 20. Nini said, don't do me like that. I said 50 and nobody wanted to do that. It's $20 per person. Um, for the table, it's like $140. And Candy's confessional. She says they were being very cheap. If I'm going to someone's charity, I'm spending $500 to $1,000 at least. See, I j- and didn't I just say earlier, Candy would have gave you at least a thousand dollars right there. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Like, and you didn't even bother to ask Candy for a donation, girl. You so damn stupid. And mind you, she got. Well, we'll get to that when it comes to the so, episode. The charade was disappointing the ladies for only donating twenty dollars. She said she spent fifteen hundred dollars on the table alone. I doubt that. Doubt that. I doubt I that. I highly um, doubt that. So Sheree's turn to dance, and Kim says, "Ain't this supposed to be your event? Why would you spend a table? Why would you? Right, my point. That was my point. Why would you spend fifteen hundred dollars on a table for your friends? She's a fucking liar. Probably five (laughs) dollars." So Kim goes, 
Um, so Sheree said she was disappointed, blah, blah, blah. Sheree's trying to dance Kim. I don't know what Sheree is doing in this competition. I don't know if she's ever danced on the stage, on a, on a stage pole. or a pole, nothing. nothing. <laughs> if it was me, I would be shitting a brick. Um, Candy, this part was That too shit funny. was so funny to me. He, Kim is so shady. All, the, the next few notes that I have for this scene is just the lady's reaction. So Candy was yawning. Candy was yawning in a confessional. Kim's face. Nene was laughing all during her performance. That is exactly what I have written. Exactly. I have. Kim said, I don't know if Sheree has ever danced on a stage, a pole, nothing. I literally spit my whole drink out. I I literally spit my entire drink out when she said that. That, 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 that shit was so funny. Then the next thing I have written is, Candy yawning, Kim's face, Nene laughing. Cracking <laughs> up. And then they give her all nines. Gag. Gag. I was like, y'all just y'all bullshit. Y'all full of shit. This wasn't serious. And I exactly what I Todd said. Todd Chrisley was more serious than everybody at this whole yeah. damn charity function. And I said the dance routine wasn't challenging. Uh, no, Cynthia said that. Cynthia said all nine yeah. may have been a little high. I don't think her dance routine was that challenging. I had it written down because right before that, Sheree says, I'm feeling sexy. I'm feeling the mood. Yes. I know I look I look great out there. And I wrote down, how does Sheree know how she looks? Because she doesn't. Because she, she, she's and so then, ugh, conceited. What made me laugh was the announcer when she was leaving the stage. The announcer Sheree. was like, hooray for Sheree. <laughs> um, she kept, and then she kept saying her name wrong. Yeah, and I was like, Sheree and Derek. And I was like, girl, like, we know she said your name wrong. You ain't got to say it, girl. We know you might. So Kim goes to give Sheree a hug and spots Troy. And she says, there's tight ass. There's tight ass. <laughs> and then she says, can I just be honest with you? Never in my whole life I've seen an ass like that. That we were all sitting at the table and I was like, 10, 10. I just had to tell you, adorable. You did fantastic as well. I had to listen. I this is pretty much how I told my husband I liked him when we first met. You my ten. <laughs> I, I told him how fat his ass was. That's so funny. My husband has a great ass. Like he really does. Like my husband has the ass of a Saudi. Like right. God bless him. And so I, you know. I'm a big ass person. Like, I love ass, right? So, I met my, like, the first thing that I ever said to my husband was, Booty! <laughs> like, I flirted like a fuckboy with my husband, and it worked. That's so funny. Um, hey, so, Lawrence, I love you. <laughs> so, Lawrence, sorry, nice ass. <laughs> nice ass. I was like, yes, God. Because <laughs> he does. He has a nice And then ass Kim goes, can I just see it? Turn around. Corey turns That's around. Me. Kim, like, I don't know. I found that, cr- that was cringy to me. The way it Kim. was cringy, but I would have probably done the same thing. I, 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 I would have probably been like, can I just see your ass? Like, you have a nice ass. Like, you really did. But for me, it was crazy when she went and got Lawrence and brought yeah. Lawrence over and be like, Lawrence! Look at his ass. A nice ass. <laughs> 
Look at his ass. I was like, whoa. Now this is getting exploitative. But he does have a nice ass. Shout out to Croy and, and his alleged booty implants. I wonder if Croy still got a nice ass. Because <laughs> Kim goes back to sit down. And Croy comes over to Kim's table and drops his info over to her and says, if you ever want to go to a Falcons game, <coughs> oh my God, or whatever. And then Kim gives him her number. And then Kim in her confessional says, do I think he'll call me? Duh. Would you call me? And the rest I literally history. have written down, would you call Kim? <laughs> and the rest is history. And now they have like, what, five kids now? Four? Four kids? They have four kids, $300,000 in debt, and a house in foreclosure. <laughs> oh. And, and a partridge in a pear tree. So Cry and Amber win. Judges pick award. The judges pick award. Kim, is Sh- Kim, Shrey was great and all, but how could Titus not win? Working that ass on the floor like that. <laughs> Shrey said something that killed me. Shrey said something about I didn't win, but I got all nines, and that's great. Blah blah blah. And she says I gave it one hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Funny, but I lost it- my. Sh- I lost my shit. I was like. If that's 100%, I see why it took her so long to build Chateau Thelma, and I see why after 14 years, she by Sheree is where it is. I am dying right now. <laughs> I see. Based on that 100%, I see exactly why Sheree is in the position she is now. So that was, um, she can dance. Question mark. Question mark. So I, have I feel like you just have to say the question mark. I have a would you rather. I have a couple would you rather. Oh, okay. All right. I came prepared for this episode. I came with the shit for this one. I have a couple would you rather. Would you rather be Sheree's assistant for (laughs) Latoya's, or Latoya, the girl that was in charge of Sheree's outfits? I mean, not Sheree, Phaedra's birthing outfits. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Woo! Oh, do Jesus! I would, I would rather be Latoya. I figured. <laughs> I would rather be Latoya because I would get great pleasure out of Phaedra. I'd be like, yeah, because I'd be like, Listen, be I ain't got to deal with you, but yes, like she'd be so fun. I ain't got, I ain't. I ain't got to deal with you but for so long. Like, you getting ready to drop these children any day now because you lying, saying they fully developed, knowing your ass is nine and a half months pregnant. So, I don't really got to fuck with you for too much longer. You getting ready to drop these children off any fucking minute now. Facts. All right, what was yours? Now, I... Now I'll start with the third one because mine, my, my my third one starts off with a "Would you rather be Sheree's assistant too?" <laughs> okay. <laughs> Would you rather be Sheree's assistant or Kim's accountant? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> 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 well, as said, as of right now, what's funny is I'm actually an accountant. <laughs> so- Oh, and I hate my job. So I love that for you. I'm gonna be Sheree's assistant and put her in her fucking place. 
and just say, hey, Cairo. <laughs> hey, Cairo. Right. Okay. Mm. Would you rather wait for Sheree to pay you or have Kim sing your lyrics? Well, if I was waiting for Kim, Sheree, I'd never get paid. So I'm going to go with Kim. <laughs> hey! That part. Now my last one. Yeah, Would right. you rather marry Cynthia oh. or have a baby with Phaedra? Have a baby? Uh, no, I'd marry Cynthia. <laughs> you got ah! I, I thought about it. No, I'm going to marry Cynthia. Oh, that's too funny to me. That is so funny. Oh, my <laughs> word. All right. Well, that was a lot. That was a lot. That was a lot. That was a a lot. Jesus Christ. I think I probably did have notes. I was just about to say, I think I matched you in nine pages of notes on that one because that was so much in that episode. Lord have mercy. Uh, let's breeze through this red pill real quick because right, it's really breathe. just conspiracy theories about how the hell Kim got her house together. Okay, go for it. How do you think Kim got the $300,000? You mean for the loan? Yeah, like like she claims she's still in her house, everything is paid, da 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 da. These people are haters, even though it's public record and there's but she also, filed that she didn't. She also said that she also said that she'll leave when she feels like it. Right. So I'm like, but if this is a lie and we're haters, yeah, then why would you, you leave? didn't get kicked out your shit, then why would you leave? So, so back Kim to my did, original question, is Kim if, squatting? Kim called Big Papa. And Kim looked the other and Croy looked the other way. And he said, do what you have to do. I won't look. Speaking <laughs> of, <laughs> what does Croy do now? He said take pictures of his kids. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was <laughs> Well, I mean, listen, I I watched a few minutes of Kim Zosiak Beerman's live recently. And Corey was sitting there looking like he was holding the phone and asking her questions. Okay. I mean, he's a very good husband. Uh-huh. I will tell you that. But I feel like Corey's a stay-at-home dad. Which is fine. There's nothing and wrong with it. But I feel like he takes care of the kids while she does her businesses. Nothing wrong with that. But why the hell is your stay-at-home ass not after a football career, you don't have at least $300,000 in the bank? Mm-hmm. Because Kim probably spent it all. One lips. Where do you think it came from? Listen, I I don't I I have no fucking idea. Cause I think, I think Big Papa. Do you really think Big Papa would give her and her husband money now? Yes. <laughs> okay, well, fair. Big Papa gave it to her. <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> That's fair. Listen, listen, if you think that, I'll go with it because I can't think of a good. I can't think of a better place she got it from. Are you 
ready to fuck, marry, and kill. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. So we did, guys. So we did fuck, marry, kill three each for husbands and wives. Do you want me to go mm-hmm. first? Sure. For you. Okay. So fuck, marry, kill. We'll start. Do you want to start with the wives or the husbands? You pick. Um. Let's start with the wives. All right. So who do you want to fuck, marry? Now, this there's two ways we could do this. We can do one name at a time, and then as we do the name, you pick if you would rather fuck, marry, kill, which I feel like that would be more fun. Or we, I'll just give you three names, and then uh, you tell me what you want to do with them. We can do the first one. I like that one, too. I think it was fun. All right. You ready? Yeah, let's go. Crystal. Crystal Cogminkoff? Yep. Oh God. Uh, uh, kill. All right. Erica. Kill. You can only do. You have to fuck, marry, kill. Like you have oh, to. Oh, like, sorry. Who you, <laughs> I thought who I was you fuck and who you marry. <laughs> I'm, I'm killing all these bitches. <laughs> all right. Sorry. I'd fuck Erica. Okay. So that means. You're marrying Sheree. <laughs> Are you happy with your choices? It's the best of the mess. <laughs> I'll divorce her like Bob, but it's the best of the mess. Honey. I'll just say I got trapped at love it for at their married at first sight. Alright, you ready? For husbands. Yeah. Okay. Ray, Ray Huger. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, uh, Mary. Kelsey Grammer. Kill. So that means. <laughs> You're fucking Tom Hardy. <laughs> Tom Girardi. <laughs> on appeal. For legal reasons. That's what I gotta say today. We're on appeal. For legal reasons. Alright, lay it on me. Okay. Oh god. Fuck Mary Kill. Alright. Number one. Alright. We're gonna start with the wise. Okay, alright. Giselle Bryant. Uh, I fuck Giselle. I'm gonna fuck Giselle. I feel like she'd be fun. Okay, you're you're, you're gonna <laughs> fuck Giselle. Okay. okay. All right. Next on the list is next on the list is let's go with Phaedra. Because I, I wrote a couple, a couple different options for each. Okay. I'm going to marry Phaedra. You're, you're going to marry Phaedra. I'm going to marry her. So who am I killing? <laughs> you're killing Carlton Jebbia. Oh, no. You're awful. I'd rather oh. fuck Carlton, man. Oh, my God. Can you <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> 
All right. Okay. Sorry, Carlton. Sorry, Carlton. All right. Who's my hubby? Anyway. Okay. All right. Brown Dick Bassett. I'm fucking Brown Dick Bassett. I'm definitely fucking Brown Dick Bassett. I feel like you passed just to kind of see how it is. I want to see... I want to see what that brown dick hitting for. No, no shade. I want to see what that brown dick hitting for. Because he looked like he got some John B. dick. <laughs> for all the girls that listen to R&B and, and, and y'all know who John B. is, you'll understand why I made that reference. Anyway. Okay, so you gonna fuck brown dick bastard. Okay. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Dr. DeBro. I'm marrying Dr. DeBro. Dr. DeBro, you're marrying Dr. DeBro. I Okay, fine. Okay, like okay. <laughs> you were killing Todd Tucker. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Shout out to Todd. Sorry, Todd. Sorry, Todd. We love you, Todd. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I love Christ everything. Almighty. We love all y'all. No shade. Yeah. Except Do you have any random tangents that you want to go on? Um, I think I did. Didn't I? Hold on. Let me go through my little messages. But I feel like there was something I said, told you I wanted to talk about. Uh, let's see. Um, maybe there's not. Hold on. Um, we talked about Melissa's new face. <laughs> Which, honestly, Jesus Christ. Like, why are people still doing filler? Why is that a thing still? Why? Why? I just can't. Okay, maybe I did not. Okay, I don't. I don't think I had anything. I don't think I had anything. Um. No, I think it was pretty much like Kim's thing with the wigs. I don't think I have okay. any this week. I, I have a couple. All right, lay it on me. I have a couple. Now the first one. <clears throat> Is about my Kathy Griffin podcast, right? Right. So, I can't remember if we were recording when I started talking about this earlier or not. So, if I no. didn't mention this in the episode, either way, it was two hours ago. So, y'all probably forgot to. I'm supposed to be doing a Kathy Griffin podcast, right? Called yeah. Sean Ellis Rogers is not Kathy Griffin. Named after one of Kathy Griffin's stand-up specials, Kathy Griffin is not Nicole Kidman. Right. Okay. And basically, the whole point of this podcast is I just wanted to give Kathy Griffin her her flowers because you know I do a lot of reality shows about reality TV, or I I do a lot of podcasts about reality TV, right? Okay. And I feel like her TV show, My Life on the D List, was one of the most, if not the most, iconic reality show that has ever been on television. I right? loved. It. I loved it. 
I stand her reality show. So basically, my plan was to go back and watch all six seasons of My Life on the D-List and just talk about, like, how iconic this reality show was and, like, how we actually got a full-blown reality show with no fourth wall. Like, we had six seasons of a reality show on Bravo, mind you, with no fourth wall. Mm-hmm. Right. Iconic. Like, it was just, like, just the show itself is just so iconic, right? And then I wanted to go back and watch all of her 23, 24 stand-up specials. She has a Guinness World Record catalog of, of stand-up specials. She has the most televised stand-up specials of any co- of any comic, male, female, living or dead. And I wanted to watch all of them and just, like, go back and reminisce about all of the moments in pop culture that she was talking about and how I was living through all of this stuff that she was talking about. Now, mind you, there's one comedy special that she did back in the early, back in the late 90s. That was her first comedy special. I don't really remember what was going on back then. But most of her stand-up specials, I was, you know, actively paying attention to pop culture in real time. So I want to go back and reminisce about pop culture and like what was going on at that point, right? Right. All of that sounds lovely <laughs> until today as I go to record the first episode of said Kathy Griffin dedication podcast, Sean Ellis Rogers is not Kathy Griffin. I am listening to Kathy Griffin on Ross Matthews podcast. Hello, Ross. <laughs> and I'm, I promise you, I am not joking. I'm not making this up. I'm not exaggerating this for the podcast. As I am typing Kathy Griffin an email asking her to be on my show, I am literally typing the email to her. I am listening to her on this podcast and I hear her say, so I'm thinking about doing a podcast with my original assistant, Jessica, where we go back and recap D-List. That, twice as half happened to us. (laughs) I, I, Yeah, I was upset. I was real upset for a minute. For about five minutes, I lost my shit. I was like, bitch, I'm over it. I'm not doing it. Fuck it. I'm not doing the podcast. Do the damn podcast, bitch. I listen to it, of course, because I want to hear you talk about it. But I wanted to do the damn show. And then I thought about it. And then I thought about it. Once again, similar concept, completely different perspectives. How crazy is it that Kathy Griffin will be doing a podcast dissecting her own show as at the same time that a fan is doing the same thing? Yeah, I love it. Right? So basically, I just 
came to the conclusion that the entire first episode and probably the premise of my podcast is now going to be me recapping the show and me recapping her stand-up specials, hoping that she hears the podcast and invites me on her podcast to recap with her. Because now yeah. what I have to do is push the production up of that podcast up by two weeks and make sure that I get the podcast out before her. Love it. You got this. Hence why I was slightly frazzled coming into this episode. (laughs) I was like, God fucking damn it! But, however, it did get my creative wheels turning, right? Okay. And it inspired me to kind of come up with two new podcasts that I want to do as well, right? Right. And how this happened was... And I'm not gonna go into go into specifics and details about this, but I will say that I was planning on pitching a podcast to a network, right? Yeah. And as I was creating the pitch, I was like, but why would I do that when I'm building my own network, right? Right. Like, I'm literally going to register the LLC next month, right? Or this coming month, right? Okay. So I'm like, why would I... Like, and so I spent, like, 30 minutes coming up with new ideas to pitch to this network so that I could save all the good ideas that I wanted to do for myself. And then, eventually, I just gave up. But because of that, And because of this whole Kathy Griffin thing, it made me come up with two new podcasts, right? So one I'm going to do, it's called Back to Black Throwbacks, right? And what this show is going to be, it's going to be me going back and watching classic episodes of Black sitcoms and talking about the greatness of the representation that I had the privilege of growing up with in television because I grew up around me seeing a lot of Black people saying that they didn't have representation on, on, you know, TV and that they didn't see themselves on TV. And I grew up with the complete opposite experience. I grew up with a plethora of Black television shows, ones that were happening as I was growing up. And then, like, the classic TV shows, like The Jefferson, Sanford and Son, uh, like, just all of those shows even up to like there's so many like out you have to see the cover of 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 the podcast because i created the um cover today and what the cover is is it's a collage of my face on in front of a collage of the cast of like 28 different black led sitcoms right yeah, And it's just like this collage of all these cast photos, of all of these sitcoms and all of these TV shows. And it's just me in front of it. It's so many shows that I want to go back and talk about. And so each season is going to be themed, right? So mm-hmm. the first season is going to be all pilots. So I'm going to go back and watch the, the uh, first episode of all of my favorite Black sitcoms. And then there's going to be a season two and then a season three, but I'm not going to dive all those plans out. But it led me to create that show, right? So I'm starting that tomorrow. And then there's another... 
doing what I can. Thank you. I'm doing what I can. You know, I'm just trying to, you know, keep them keep the train moving. But then there's another one that I'm doing called the Culture of Comedy, where I'm going to go back and watch classic stand-up specials, listen to classic comedy albums, and just talk about like comedy where these specials were what they were talking about talk about what was going on in the atmosphere and like culture at that time when they put out these specials what life was like what inspired these specials and just kind of dissect like how these comedy specials kind of changed the landscape of comedy or like what they contributed to the space of comedy so it's going to be me just talking about comedy specials talking about comedy albums that have stuck out to me that are less that are legendary, that are iconic, and just kind of like dissecting the the um, comedy world through the specials that we've been watching over the past 50, 60 years, maybe. Okay, I love it. It's going to be fun. So, out of chaos comes creativity. Yes. Huh. So now I am spread thin as as spread thin as possible (laughs) Um, yeah there's a lot of podcasting happening but I'm excited I feel great I feel creatively stimulated I feel inspired Um, I recorded the second episode of Blind Love Abroad which is the international Love is Blind podcast where I'm watching Love is Blind Brazil and Love is Blind Japan and I'm literally watching the show and reacting to it while I'm recording the podcast. It's so much fun. All right. Oh, good times. But um, yeah, that's about it as far as the Kathy Griffin rant goes. The only other thing that I had was speaking of Love is Blind, Lauren Speed was calling out Love is Blind for cutting out black women and Nick Lachey responded. Okay. Um, and she was talking about how basically um, there's a lot of black women that are in the trailers and that are in the first couple episodes that, that you show in the B-roll and, and like all of that. And then we just kind of never see them in the show. And she was talking about how they get used in the trailer, how you show them in the trailer, show them in the promo materials, but then they never show up in the episodes. And I was watching because I've literally watched all three seasons of Love is Blind at at this point. I went on a binger. Like I started with season three and then I went back and watched all of season one and all of season one and two. And I see what she's talking about. Okay, yeah. I see what she's talking about. And even watching Love is Blind Brazil, like I talk about this on Blind Love Abroad. I say I noticed this in the first two episodes as I'm watching it because like I'm like like that podcast, I'm watching the show as I'm recording the podcast. So you see me reacting or well, you hear me reacting to it in real time. And I'm like, wait, they're like all these people at the beginning, like like you hear me in the in the beginning of the first episode say, wow, all the, most of the men on this show are, are like black. Like most of these men on this show are dark skin. That's crazy. Like, like I didn't expect that. And then by the middle of the second episode, you see me asking, where did all the, where did all the black guys go? <laughs> like it is crazy. It's such a fun ride. But yeah, awesome. I definitely noticed what she's talking about. Nick Lachey basically responded and was like, wow, her, 
acknowledgement of that is fair he was basically saying how like the show kind of works out how it works out and the experiment kind of plays out how it plays out and you know if people don't make connections then they don't go further in the show and da 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 so I was yeah. like mm, I only believe half of that right I understand I only believe half of that not to say that I feel like it's like a target but a lot of the sh- a lot of the relationships that are on the show feel manipulated so but you know God bless right the last <laughs> God bless the last thing that I had as far as rants go and I feel like you'll connect to this as a mom right yeah Erica Mena from Love and Hip Hop, she finds out that basically in her divorce from Safari, she finds out that basically Safari is only going to be paying her $4,000 a month for their two children in child support. And she finds out that basically all of the financial responsibility is on her, right? Right. The reason why I get upset is because not only does she say this, but it's being publicized. It's not responsibility. They're saying the financial burden of raising these children is now all on her. I don't like the word burden. Yeah, I don't either. Because like, how do I want to say this? Um, Unfortunately, when people are divorced or are no longer together in a home unfortunately one of the parents gets sole custody of the children um now i don't know how much he makes yearly four thousand dollars is a i mean a lot <laughs> i i'm obligated to get fifty dollars a month and i don't even get that so four thousand wow. dollars um nothing that it makes any better because obviously he probably makes buku money so he probably could afford more but unfortunately like but unfortunately like i said once people are no longer together sole custody relies on one parent it's usually the mother um usually it's never a burden it's your child and it will always be your child regardless if you're married or separated or widowed or whatever that is when you wanted to become a parent that was your you took on that responsibility to put your child and children's life before your own. So it a burden is that's that's yeah, I don't like that word. I agree. I feel like if you chose to bring a child into this world, you chose to bring a child into this world regardless of any and all circumstances. A and burden so- a burden to me is like you know, your boss is randomly going on vacation for two weeks and it's a burden that you have to do all of his work. That's a burden. A burden taking right. your children, not nothing. None of that is a thing. Right. And I just feel like if you choose to bring a child into this world, you need to consider the possibility that you may be raising this child alone, yep. that this child may have a handicap, that this child may, you know, something may happen to this child. Like, yep. like you just, I just, I don't like the word burden. Yep, I hate it. Especially as somebody who was raised to be made to feel like they were a burden. I don't like that. And a child should never, like parenting and burden should never be in the same sentence. 
Right. Like, no now child you can, can ever feel like they're a like fucking you burden. Can use, right. Like, you can use burden and parenting. Like, hey, um, you know, my child decided to tell me at 8 o'clock the night before a project is due that they need all these supplies from the store. It's a burden that I now have to rush to Walmart at 7.59. Yeah, to get these things for a big project that's due. That's a burden. But to say Fair. that the financial or the physical burden is set on me to be a parent... I don't like No. I don't I like that. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't like that at all. And it said... And that word is used a lot when it comes to shit like that. Like, it's oh, like... Once the parents break up, all of a sudden these kids just become a burden. Like these kids, like like taking care. Oh, it's just these kids. Oh, it's just these kids. But then when y'all are together, all of a sudden the the, uh, the uh, kids are the priority. They're these precious gifts and these precious angels. But then all of a sudden it's like once y'all break up, these they're these things that I have to take care of. Like I don't. It just that shit like that really bothers me shit like that really fucking bothers me and I want to say that and say I'm not taking away from the validity of her feelings right I'm not I'm not saying that she doesn't have a right to feel the way that she feels I just specifically have an issue with her using the word burden when it comes to children that she decided to bring into to this world yes. like your children didn't ask to be here at the end of the day like you brought them into this world they didn't come here on their own they didn't just show up one day with with a fucking suitcase i agree yep i just don't like that but that was all that was all i had i don't have anything i do not at least (laughs) well I think we've given the children enough, Chow. I think this is probably our longest episode I think yet. It, yeah, I don't even know where we're going. Well, next week we won't be here because it's a holiday and there wasn't really next any other... Next week is Thanksgiving, so we're we going to leave y'all alone. I don't celebrate um, Thanksgiving, but I'm going to let y'all have a day of peace and I'm going to go mind my book. I don't know where we're going the following week, but I will let you know. So it'll be a surprise. Do you, next it will year, be a surprise. <laughs> I love that. So stay tuned and see where we yes. go next. Yes. Not sure yet, but we'll let you know. We will let you know. Until then, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure yeah. you are following the podcast at housewiveshistory.ms. Make sure you are following the both of us at Real Housewives and Healing and at Sean Ellis Rogers. Make sure you follow me at Real Reality Realness, which may or may not be changing in the very near future. It won't be changing by the time this podcast comes out tomorrow. But um, the Instagram page, Real Reality Realness, may be changing to the name of... Well, anyway, it may be we'll changing you know. soon because... Yeah, we'll let you know. Because Keep it's, it's, it's probably going to become a hub for all of the podcasts that I'm working on versus just the page for that specific show. So I'm not going to tell you what the name of it is going to be until I get it on paperwork. But stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yes. So we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you guys later. Behave yourselves. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Bye. Later. Bye.